0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode ten of Sketch Watch Play. We've hit the double digits. My name is John Fleury. and I'm Christopher Wade, and I am Tyler Molterno. I was honestly wondering if you were going to purposely just be silent for a few seconds. <laughs> I thought I thought about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
0: about it. Chris d- was probably not know what we're talking about, but that's why I think we should introduce. I should properly introduce uh, Tyler, who is our second ever guest, coming to us all the way from Cleveland. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's right. Tyler is the time one of the longtime co-hosts of the show Generation Animation uh, over on the Fanoff Podcast Network, and they are a super funny uh, group who has been who have been just talking all things cartoons, uh, TV shows, anime, movies for four years now. How many years have you guys been going?
1: Yeah, I think we're coming up on five years in October. I think. Yeah.
0: You, they've, you've sailed past the episode 200 mark a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, awesome. Congratulations. It, yeah. Ah, thank you. And what, so I think you guys actually have some amount of uh, credit for why this show is here in the first place because I had been loving podcasts for about a decade. And when I discovered you guys by chance, it was actually by I remember I found you guys when I I, I went on the uh, podcast section of iTunes and went. I wonder if anybody's ever talked about Snoopy Come Home. That was like my favorite Peanuts <laughs> cartoon as a kid. Uh, granted, they weren't very kind to it, but that doesn't matter. It was it got me listening to their, I think the first episode I actually listened to was uh, Pokemon Origins, which was a really fun it was episode. Mad, it was Matt Gallaway? I think. Yeah, honestly, was a guest
2: on that. And, honestly, uh, you. May- honestly you mentioned snoopy come home and my cat fell off the table and so many emotions ran just yeah. from the memory of snoopy come home and, and the cat falling off the table i think that's a sign i think i need to go back after this podcast and watch that shit when you i have a chance talk
0: <laughs> some other day chris yeah I, I would love to but um so I got into it and I got into posting on their forums they have a uh, forum where they do a new topic for every uh, episode they also have a very cool feature where you can submit uh, suggestions for cool. things from the two and the, I kind of got the idea for us to alternate our episode picks from them because mm-hmm. they have generally four co-hosts at a time um, mm-hmm. and they take turns in a set order picking an episode then they do a random drawing from a generator for the from the fan choices I've mm-hmm. gotten a couple of them uh, drawn I've gotten Simpsons Wally. Uh, the one I I loved them doing episode on was the Sonic OVA. Uh, Uh, Yes, that is the the origin of my uh, my system. Yeah, Tyler came up spontaneously. (laughs) The dark franchise. He now rates every show on a scale of one to five Knuckles hats because Knuckles had that badass hat. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Chris has said we should talk about Sonic someday, and I'm going to include that OVA as part of it. I
2: have have to get my heart and soul ready for that one, because that's that's going to be a long one, I'm sure. It's strange, isn't
0: it? Yeah. (laughs) But, um... I've gotten so sidetracked and talked about – so the reason – what I'm leading to is they eventually started asking members of the community to guest on the podcast. And mm-hmm. I was among those they've done. And so we, I've been on there three times. First time was the cool. – Tyler, you picked the uh, MTV Spider-Man cartoon, which is very fun to talk yep. about. Uh, then Felipe picked SWAT Cats. Uh, ah, that's a cool one. And he had me on one. because I was the one the one saying, Felipe, you're up so much. Just do an episode. And then I think it was because two of the co-hosts bailed and you needed a third, um, I talked with Tyler and another guy, Dave, about uh, Advent Children, Final Fantasy. Oh, okay. And that would have been a very different episode with the two of them because Tyler does had no familiarity with Final Fantasy.
2: Oh. oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was and,
2: entertaining. Uh, and and Advent Children is a very um it's a very uh dense There's movie. A barrier. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Yes he was able to comment on the action and such but uh, he <laughs> it was it, it was very entertaining you so I really? do think I do want to credit Generation Animation with finally kind of getting me interested in doing a podcast because even before SketchUp Play Off the Ground, I was doing a few Facebook messages and throwing around things with friends and family. So um, I thought it was only natural once we started coming up with ideas for co-hosts uh, to reach out to Tyler and some of the other co-hosts. I hope to have Felipe on eventually uh, and very likely one of the other three co-hosts at some point down the line. Um, That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, uh, Chris hasn't been able to listen to the show just yet uh to because you're having some uh hosting issues with the website
1: yes we we're undergoing um a transition into a new website which i think ultimately it's going to be exciting i we don't know all the details of everything but i know it's it's opening up uh the new sites coming in a couple of days yeah. so we're kind of re refreshing the podcast network and um hopefully it'll be a lot a lot more content and a lot more cool stuff um yeah. we're gonna have uh like a like a blog page, basically, a bunch of different hosts cool. from the different nice. shows are going to be posting um, uh, different uh, articles and stuff like that, that that we're going to write that'll be on the site. And I think it'll be easier um, to actually listen to the shows on the website. Like you could pull it up on your phone, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a like I believe a player built into the website. So you pull it up on your phone uh, and just hit the episode you want to listen to, and it'll start playing on the page. And then that's you that's could t- cool. stay on the website, and it'll keep playing on the bottom. I think. Oh, yeah, cool. so it's exciting it's it's gonna be uh, pretty cool it's yeah. it's gonna be a lot uh hopefully a lot smoother we just got to get through this this rough patch
0: yeah and there have been some fun episodes recently you guys just did um chris full disclosure a lot of them came met through doing a uh, a wrestling podcast that is oh they okay her, most of you are all are, are big like wwe fans yes
1: um, i actually if my voice sounds weird at all uh for this show it's because me me and Felipe were just went to WrestleMania this past weekend and
0: <laughs> yeah it was
2: that was that the big hollow blue that the internet's going fucking bananas over right now for, was, most uh, likely one. yeah 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 uh, it, it apparently had something to do with the Undertaker. I'm not I'm not too familiar yeah, with it.
1: Yeah the Undertaker had his final match. He's been wrestling for like over twenty oh, years. Shit. And, uh, and I didn't know that! Yeah. So oh. I was there for that. And that, that is the reason why because I, I attended uh uh, five, five wrestling shows in five wow. days. Oh, nice. So yeah, I, my voice is shot, but for it.
0: um, but <laughs> it of that, one of the funniest things is I know nothing about wrestling. Like mm-hmm. I have never even listened to, to RBR. Right, uh, that's the name yes. of the wrestling podcast. But yeah. you guys have had a tradition of covering a lot of those weird direct-to-video WWE <laughs> things they've been doing lately. Chris, have you heard about those the Scooby Doo ones? Uh, I
2: haven't actually. There've no. been two Scooby Doo yeah, WWE
0: so crossovers. A sequel to Surfs Up with a bunch wait. of
2: wait 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 didn't the
0: flintstones do a yes. recent yeah. wwe yes. yeah okay that was, i have heard that was last years two scooby-do's yeah. a flintstones and they just their most recent episode was the jetsons crossover that yes. just happened
1: mr mcmahon
0: i have a feeling we haven't seen the last of that demon driver will you help
1: me
2: please don't say it you can count on us mr mcmahon
0: yeah, he said it. The Where Jetsons just a thing? Holy now, shit! No, not until now. But it's like applies okay. like Big Show gets cryogenically unfrozen and takes over the city of the Jetsons. So they time travel to get Vince McMahon and a bunch of the superstars to come back and fight. And and all the all the all the wrestlers voice themselves. That's, if that's
1: that, if, if that sounds fucking crazy to you, it's because it is. It's yeah. it, <laughs> it sounds it,
2: it's 2017. I cannot yeah. I cannot judge the normalcy of this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. it was the I think though each of those were the first Flintstones and Jetsons cartoons in like over a decade.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen like a proper Flintstones cartoon. Yeah. But when I uh, when I when I saw a gif of like Fred Flintstone just entering the ring and he like <laughs> Pulls his shirt off and he's like in full wrestling attire. I'm like, yeah. how did you get those wristbands, Fred? You weren't <laughs> wearing them two frames ago. You well, can't you pull
0: got them from Vince McMahon. Vince
1: McMahon. That's or not John Cena
0: Stone, Stone. Yeah, or CM Punk they Rock.
1: They just see, CM Punk Rock. Great name, great great mm-hmm. Flintstone's name. John Cena Stone. That's no. They just put Stone at the end of his name. They didn't even try. Nope.
2: Oh, this is this is brilliant. I'm gonna have to sit down with these one day. Yeah, yeah
1: and then like like well, like I the 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 two Scooby Doo movies are by far my favorite ones that they've done. So I was saying on the Jetsons episode, there's a scene where they they walk in on on Mister into Mister Mc, uh, McMahon's office um, mm-hmm. with uh, what's the name of the dog from the Jetsons Astro Astro, Astro. yeah and and Astro like says something and they and all of the wrestlers go huh and then Mister McMahon goes. You know, this isn't even the first time I've met a talking dog, and I laugh so hard.
0: It's a cinematic universe. It's amazing. They're they're incredible. Which ties into what we're going to be talking about. But I swear, (laughs) Tyler, you should—you mentioned you brought that up in the – one of you guys brought that up in the Jetson episode, and you really should have mentioned this is the birth of the WWE Hanna-Barbera cinematic (laughs) universe. Yes. Like, oh, It's safe amazing. to assume the Flintstones one—that's all their ancestors.
2: Well, it's yeah, that's that's where it all started. But I guarantee well, actually,
1: you, yeah, yeah, because the Flintstones one is actually the origin of professional wrestling. Yes, they're Fred and like Barney like invented it. A wrestling in
2: that. Just watch out—they're they're going to they're bring like the older like uh, a Hanna Barbera character. It's going to be Yogi a Yogi Bear, yeah, uh, having a wrestling match. I don't even know how that's going to work out. Yeah, that's probably be one of
0: the next ones if they want to keep doing new proper new old properties. It's mm-hmm. like that's like B tier Hanna Barbera. Mm-hmm. Um, Flintstones and Jetsons are probably A Ed, No, Flintstones and Scooby-Doo are A Then Jetsons and Yo-Yo are B And then uh, maybe we'll get a speed buggy WWE I don't know Oh my god, speed buggy Jabberjaw WWE, I'd watch that <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah. If they if they keep putting one of these out every year, I'm like, I love it. It gives us a great excuse. They always come out right around WrestleMania, so we do like a WrestleMania special every year. And it's, I don't it's
0: know fun. who two thirds of the wrestlers you talk about on it are, but they are funny <laughs> episodes. Because I think you've said you like the Scooby Doo ones the most because they are like unintentionally insane.
1: They're so they're so nuts. Like, spoiler alert for the C- the second one, the yeah. um, the Curse of the Speed Demon. Like, fir- first of all, the first Scooby Doo movie. Is uh, the WWE have an entire city called WWE City? Yeah. Okay. Which is insane. That's
2: not subtle. Sure. yeah. Yeah.
1: The second one, they have branched out into racing, and now they have a racing league as well. It's like giving yeah.
0: Sonic a car. Okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so you know it's like I Wacky do.
0: Races meets WWE meets Scooby-Doo. It's exactly.
1: It's Wacky Races meets WWE meets Scooby-Doo, and it was so much fun. And that that movie ends with Triple H being the bad guy. So it's literally a Scooby-Doo movie where they rip off the mask and go, Triple H? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs>
0: Uh, it still so looks much fun. I love this episode. Chris is taking it, this all in. It's, it's, I it's am.
2: I, I think I've turned to nine and had uh, and had like a, a fever dream. I'm this so happy like, I was
0: able to get you guys to find a common ground within like 10 minutes. Just, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, I, I've seen clips
2: of these and I kind of just shrugged them off. But hearing how batshit insane they are, it actually actually has me intrigued.
0: Yeah. Forewarning, I think Tyler, to you guys to, did like, say. Campbell, oh, Sorry, happening. Tyler, go
2: ahead.
1: No, I was just saying when you when like when you when you watch the whole thing play out, you're like, I can't believe this is a real thing that got made. Yeah. A fair oh, warning.
0: I think you guys said the Flintstones one was kind of boring. in Comparison.
1: Yes, the Flintstones one was kind of boring. The Scooby Doo ones are the best, and the Jetson one was better than the Flintstones one. They're,
2: right? they're, they've definitely been like doing a lot of creative things with the Scooby Doo franchise lately. So I'm, I'm Lego
0: like, oh, Scooby Doo I- recently.
2: There's a Lego Scooby-Doo. There's a more zanier Scooby-Doo that's um that's on right now. Scooby-Doo plus WWE. I never would have thought if I was a kid and I was watching WWE at the time, I would have been like, uh, "Is is Kane and Mankind still a thing?" I know I am way way behind. Like, Kane, I
1: believe. Uh, well, I could be wrong. I don't. I don't. I know. I feel like Kane is in one of them, or okay. at least he's definitely mentioned in the Jetsons one. Yeah, but I'll he's still also, around.
0: Yeah. Also, it's not we related, but another crazy Scooby Doo crossover. I heard, listened. I heard about another podcast. Was uh, Scooby Doo meets Kiss? Have you heard about that, Chris? I have heard I about did.
1: that.
2: I did. I actually saw. All right, for spoilers on this one, I I didn't see it, but I um I just caught a clip of it, and there is a um I kid you not. There is a Sailor Moon transformation yeah. of the gang of Kiss yeah. transforming into their Kiss costumes. Oh my and I'm God. like, I have to see this because not listened- only is it well animated, but I am a Sailor Moon fan from Jump. So this it. show already has me.
0: I Actually, I listened to another podcast that did a full spoiler review of it. Uh, half the movie is Kiss uh, – un- the Mystery ink game is unknowingly given like hallucinogenic paint chips. So half the movie they imagine going <laughs> to Kiss Hala where they learn to breathe fire, fight gargoyles, Kiss. and there's a giant head that comes out of a volcano and it's voiced by Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. What? <laughs> Chris is stunned. The devil's a liar.
2: <laughs> I am not – I am I will I will not accept that as an answer.
0: <laughs> Holy crap. The answer those is are actual the movie, those, yes. those are actual facts from the movie. The the answer is that half the movie is a paint chip induced hallucination. Oh my god.
2: Oh, yeah. Time Warner! What are you doing? All right, that's Selling fine.
0: <laughs> that's everything's but, so, fine. So, I all right, <laughs> I love the fact that I had never even thought about bringing this up. But we, we, I think the first twenty minutes of the show have ended up being talk about WWE, Hanna Barbera, and Scooby Doo crossovers. This was this was not our plan, but I enjoyed it. This is how I've gotten you and Tyler to bond. Mm-hmm. But So I think we should probably get into our opening segment, which is, Todd, you and I have something we can discuss, which is that Mm -hmm. both of us have seen the very recent uh, first ever big screen reboot of Power Rangers.
2: The answer to what is happening to you is here. You five are the Power Rangers.
0: Did I just hear you say we're Power Rangers? Is this some kind of joke? We're talking to a wall. I was kind of expecting a little more. Yes. Yes, and, I
2: have. Yeah. I am jealous of both of you right
0: now. Yes, I think all three of us are. I've heard you bring it up on on the sh- on Generation page times, Tyler. You're familiar with the original Power Rangers. Yes, I grew
1: I grew up with the the original Mighty mm-hmm. Morphin Power Rangers, so I I watched on and off. Like pretty much those first like couple of series like after the original series I watched and then I remember falling off for a while and then I, every yeah. once in a while I get back into it and I watch another series yeah. or something like that. And I'll
0: throw my cards on the table. I was with it from the beginning and loved it up – I watched it daily. It was trishing up to the finale of In Space because that, mm-hmm. that was basically a finale of everything up to that point. It was the Infinity it was, War of right. Power Rangers. And it definitely uh, was. And I actually did tune in when Lost Galaxy started the following season, and I legit thought it was a reboot because it was starting out with, like, guys running around in Starship Trooper outfits, none of the old characters, and I was just, like, done after two episodes. Turns out it wasn't, but I was probably getting too old for it anyway, and I mm-hmm. actually haven't seen any of the new stuff other than that awesome Forever Red episode, which was, like, Wild yeah. Force or whatever, where they got every Red Ranger up to that point. And, uh, Chris, you, you, you're familiar with the originals.
2: Uh, I I am. I probably didn't watch it as long as you guys did, but I was pretty religious on Power Rangers uh, when I was a child. Like, of course I watched it from Mighty Morphin onwards, but I started to fall off when they started jumping into giant cars. I think something in me could accept that there is a witch living on the moon who was basically attacking one city out of the entire world.
1: Yeah, sure, sure.
2: But my mind could not make that leap of logic saying that are they jumping in cars? Did that 10-year-old boy just grow 12 inches and become a full-grown adult in a blue suit? <laughs> yes!
1: I'm out. Yes! That's no fair. Sense. That's fair. That is a fair <laughs> thing to have concern about, and it's something that you kind of just let it slide, because you're 12 when it happens, but... Yeah.
0: No
2: I no say, I, I, was, I was like it's about that time
0: it's yeah, puberty time even power rangers fans acknowledge turbo as one of the worst seasons Yeah it was it was not good the movie itself
2: was pretty enjoyable if you're in the theater I didn't but see the theaters. yeah
0: uh, that was fun
2: but then you're watching in hindsight and you're like this is a bad idea
0: The oh, one thing oh. and uh I didn't see the turban theaters. I did what uh, says so let's get back to the uh, what we we're going to talk about. I did see the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie in theaters with my brother who was also way into it and my dad who was being nice to us, bless his soul. Mm-hmm. And we got it on Christmas for Christmas. No, on VHS for Christmas that year and watched it religiously for many years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and now certainly I've revisited it and see that it's really really stupid and in many ways bad, but I can't help but love oh, it. Oh boy. I can't uh, help but love it still and I had been thinking for a while even before this reboot was announced that I'd like to see something along those lines because I'm like you have a decent foundation there if you removed every, a lot of the stuff that made Power Rangers bad and took some of the cool fundamentals of it and then tried to give it some actual personality and uh, substance you could have something um, so actually Tyler let me let me start with you what were your overall thoughts of the movie?
1: Um, I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I was going to
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
2: seems to be the general consensus from yeah. what I'm hearing. I'm, and it,
1: well, I think that's because when, when all of the information started coming out and you you like first saw the suits, and you're like, okay, these look like weird Iron Man rip-off yeah. suits. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they showed Alpha, and he looked like a weird bug person, his and eyes. you're like,
2: Alpha, yeah. Alpha looked like he was, he was, mm,
1: Strange.
2: He, I, his, his mother loved him, I'm sure, because he was born oh, yeah. that way, and that's yeah. fine. <laughs> but <laughs> he was going to have a tough time in school growing up, that's for sure. <laughs>
1: In the yeah, tank. and then, um yeah. So like, it was one of those things where when all you get those little tidbits, and then the, then the first trailer comes out, and it's very much a, um it like feels like Chronicle, and you're like a yeah. rip off of Chronicle.
0: It's it funny. Feels- the first teaser was very gritty and grim. Then the first full trailer was more like, hey, it's still Power Rangers. It's still right,
1: I, and I think like tonally they go back and forth between those two Yeah. Things. And it can like be a little jarring. It's yeah. Sometimes it's goofy, fun, original power Rangers. Sometimes it's dark, gritty coming of age, coming of age. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that like a middle ground probably was where they should have been. I think maybe right. it's not as dark, but it's certainly like, I I made jokes about this before, but I, I was like, Actually, thinking about writing a Power Rangers movie yeah, you mentioned right that around when the they first announcement, you were like, I wanted to write that script, goddammit. I was literally thinking about, like, I was like, What, what, how could you make a good Power Rangers movie? And I was about to start writing it, and they were like, Oh, we're doing that, and we've already got uh, the writer lined up, and everything. I was like, Well, okay, well, that kind of threw my out there.
2: You are not the only one, because at 10 years <laughs> old, I was like, I'm gonna write the best. Okay, there. I'm gonna I'm gonna show my age just for a little bit. So just hang with me for a, for a while. Um, so there's a point in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when uh, I forget which villain shows up. I'm not sure if it's uh um Rita's. I'm not sure if it's Rita's dad that Master shows Vile. up. Yeah, Master Vile. I think <laughs> Master Vile shows up and the rangers somehow they get reverted back to kids
0: oh that was and, a nonsense storyline where it was superman logic where yeah. he has a spell that made the earth rotate backwards and that affected the time flow yeah something like that <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works
1: i can't I, vaguely remember this That was the
0: alien sp- rangers like mini series that bridge the gap between Morphin and zeo yeah and as a 32 year old man i'm like
2: this is stupid as shit how dare <laughs> you write this to me but as a As a small child who has never seen this kind of action before, I was torn to shreds. And after I saw that episode with no to be continued at the bottom of the screen, I looked at at those credits. I was like, no, this is the last episode. I got... No pad out. I got my Crayola 64 pack of
0: Crowns out and I said, I'm going to write the best Power Rangers I never thought edition. I remember I watched the I never thought it was the finale, but I was like, where's the ad for what happens next? And there was like a 2 or 3 month break. And then when oh, they first saw the God. commercials I was like, okay, why did you tell me that up front? I did not know what's going on. No, I didn't get the internet for that. That was the worst break I have ever had in this
2: series. <laughs> I have to tell you. Yeah. Cuz I was I was like I had no closure. So yeah, it wasn't what,
0: closure, it was a cliffhanger.
2: So uh, yeah, and so I had like I had nothing but a notebook and just my imagination of if I could just make this, write this, and mail it to uh, Los Angeles P.O. box, yada 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 <laughs> yada down to Los Angeles, <laughs> then Saban himself will come to my house and say, "Young man, <laughs> you're hired. You're hired. You <laughs> you're <laughs> You've unlocked the code to Power Rangers." Man, it was. Uh, uh, did, you, did you like
1: the chocolate factory? Would you like to own it? <laughs> I
0: would be into an Chris, elevator. For the man <laughs> just shoot up. Chris, <laughs> don't right. forget to the man who got, what happened to the man who got to write for Power Rangers. What? He lived happily ever <laughs> after. Oh, oh, thank God. Do just about, just Yeah, getting back <laughs> to the writing. Getting back to the writing. This movie actually does some things I imagined I would do if I if I made a certain Power Rangers movie a certain way, which is, it makes certain aspects, in terms of characters, make a little more sense. Like, okay, why are the Zords dinosaurs? Why was Zordon an alpha on Earth? Uh, what the, let's give Rita actually some connection to this. And um, and the the biggest thing that I wanted, that I'd always wanted to do, and that um, I was uh, the main thing that gave me hope for this. They really fleshed the Rangers themselves out. Yeah, and they, I really appreciate that.
1: They only spend. Maybe twenty minutes of the whole movie, uh, in their suits.
0: Yes, the last. The
1: rest of the time is them like like learning you learning about them and them learning about each other and themselves and working to earn that yeah. that final. I, I was minutes.
0: honestly okay with that because the action itself is pretty standard outside of I think the way the Megazord is revealed is legit like awesome.
2: I yeah, I heard, I, I'm hearing from like a a lot of like. Writing professionals who do creative stuff, who wrote in comic books, who have wrote for movies, and they're like, you know what? The first two acts are pretty good. Yeah. There, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Then the last of Power Rangers. Yeah, that that actually gets me a little excited to be like, maybe I should go and see this movie. I think you should. But, yeah, maybe maybe I should save up some money and you know not not be uh not <laughs> to get try a to take out a loan pay. or something. Yeah, take out a loan. Maybe I should not act like an adult. And, <laughs> and oh, so says the guy pick, who yeah. draws cartoons. Yeah, says speak. the guy who draws cartoons. You see those over there? Yeah, yeah. On what side are you were thinking about getting a Zootopia poster? Oh, that's happening, and that's not all of my doing. Serena's definitely getting the Zootopia poster yeah. at some point. Yeah, but like, yeah, to, to the Power Rangers conversation. Oh man, I'm hearing. I, I'm definitely hearing some justifiable critique, but yes, I was expecting, I was expecting everyone to poo poo, um, uh, oh, yeah. to poo poo this movie like to
1: death, and I'm yeah. I'm hearing good things. Yeah, yeah, it it it's a lot better than it has any right to be. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that it, it's one of those things where, like to me, the things that I wanted from it are. Like, I was expecting to go in and be like, mm, nah, see, here's where you messed up. This You need to change this and this and this and this and this. And this. Instead, I walked out and I was like, I have some notes. <laughs> it's like, there's, there's a couple of things that I would have tweaked a little bit. And yeah, it's like... Just a couple of things. I got yeah. some, just this long list, just right here. Yeah. The, um, one of the things that was actually, if I had written uh, my version of... Uh, the movie that they actually ended up keeping is that I would have had it like these are these are good kids
2: mm-hmm.
1: who have uh because it's always like, like in the first one, he's like, Get, uh, Give me five teenagers with attitude, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and so just- I was always like, I, I like the idea of it being like these are there are five good kids who. Um, are troubled. They have yes. issues, yes. and I always thought that if I were to write a movie about it, that's how that's the way I would take it. Maybe they're yes. delinquent. Maybe they're um maybe they're criminals, but they're they're good at heart. They're, and good they're mean. all
0: distinct issues from each other. Yeah. yeah, like Jason is something of a good meaning guy who's also some of a frat boy. Kimberly is someone who is getting over being a mean girl essentially. Mm-hmm. Billy is genuinely good natured but awkward. Like I think you've heard he comes out. He actually specifically says he's on the spectrum. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Zach is kind of a loner who is is very isolated from other things because um his mom is sick. It's pretty heavy. Oh. And yeah. Trini is kind of a rebel, another loner girl who I think they kind of touch on her family moves a lot, but also I'm sure you heard about this, she's gay and mm-hmm. doesn't want and having trouble coming out to her family.
1: Yeah, I think that, that the interesting thing about that is she it's it's like a she doesn't even really know herself because she's never really had up. any chance to like you know to explore who she is yeah. And yeah. because she's always moving she's doesn't really feel grounded to anything and and like yeah so it, it was like small things like that where like the other thing too that i would have liked to i like to me i wish they would maybe have i don't know how much of the original series they watched and how much they were like let's just completely change all of mm-hmm. this but like I went back and watched like the first episode on Netflix after I saw the movie and Zach like has this thing where he like, he dances, uh,
2: hip hop keto. Yeah. yeah. That and was a means, hard time for,
1: <laughs> yeah. for, for a lot of us. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it would. but it was, it was kind of those things where it was like, well, that's like, like, and, and Billy was like the nerd who didn't really fight that well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, I would have, like to see that those fighting styles represented like That's true there's a little bit more flair when he fights it's more mm-hmm. of a dance style and then give billy billy's more more defensive maybe he isn't as offensive uh they he plays off bombs a lot uh in the movie mm-hmm. i would have liked it if that was like his thing where Gadgets. they all yeah jason has a sword and in the original series they all had like their own weapon yeah but you've yeah, been like Billy has like bombs and Zach has a yeah. sword and they could have all had like like a thing and then you could have that moment like in the Avengers when they all work together for the yeah. first time and you're like mm-hmm. now they're a team, now they're connected that's what I would have
0: done. I think there's total maybe <clears throat> one or two minutes of ranger suit melee fighting and then it's the all yeah. zords which is that's probably the biggest disappointment in terms of uh, representation of the original material. Mm, that's uh, rough. I know hear. it had a lower than usual budget. It was like 100 million <clears throat> instead of 150 or 200 million, and it looks good. It does look good. The effects are good. The cinematography is good. It doesn't look the cheap. I just, money, money probably helped. It, out. it reminds me of the first Thor because I've heard that had a lower, a slightly lower budget because you mm-hmm. know, the MCU wasn't a proven thing yet, and that's why so much of it was set on Earth. But it still looked really good for what it was.
2: Yeah, right. you just have, you just have to never mind those parts with him yeah. and Natalie Portman in it.
1: Yeah, and that actually, was... sometimes stuff he... like that works out. Like when when like one of the things that I always thought worked a lot about Thor is that lower budget and the fact that mm-hmm. they set it on Earth mostly kind of grounds it. Yeah, it does.
2: It definitely it, does. It, it they make the most, most of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which well, I, I always appreciate that.
0: Yeah, but and actually talking about the other you know familiar characters, I had a lot heard a lot of complaints about uh, Elizabeth Banks as Rita, and I actually enjoyed her i didn't think she was no the interesting thing is when you when she's birthing being introduced she's legitimately scary mm. uh-huh. she's coming That's off good. like because she's kind of like rejuvenating herself after being mummified for she's a while kind of,
1: she starts out as like a weird corpse like she's like, yes. almost essentially
0: a body like yeah. a dead oh. when she comes to, body and when she comes to life she comes off like this mentally ill like h- murderous hobo almost because damn yeah. i was i was, was kind of hoping ah no <laughs> after
1: yeah that,
0: Damn it! After ten thousand years, I'm free. No, all right.
1: I was a little disappointed that nobody actually like like I was kind of hoping she was trapped in a thing, and so it just she just kind of shows up again. She was
0: at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, and it's the mother of all coincidences that she's fished out the same day the Rangers discover Zordon. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> I thought That's... I thought they were going forward that them activating Zordon on it was what awakened her, but I don't think that was it. So they probably yeah, done, done something too. where she was like just buried I, I, underground I think that and there popped out. Been a
1: cause and effect there, and instead, yeah, it just kind of feels unrelated. It seems like that, like it's oh, it's a good thing you guys found these because Rita just happens to be coming yeah. back.
2: Yeah, and, I think uh, it's I think it's that unspoken um, unspoken poetic nonsense of it all, where it's like yeah. now the good team has formed and now the evil team poetic has nonsense formed. Is
0: a good uh, is a good way to sum up the actual. Power Rangers series yeah that is mm, yeah I suppose <laughs> that's a way to put it in some ways but um and actually I also really liked uh Bill Hader and Brian Cranston as Alpha and Zordon though I could use more of them okay um, oh yeah me too
2: here is a question sure uh and it's very important
1: Were bulk and skull there no no whoa no no that, no yeah one... that is another thing if I if, if I had written it I Definitely would have had yeah. bulk and
0: skull. There was one bully 100%. in the early like school scenes who's a legit like jerk. They say okay. his name once or twice, and I I don't remember what it was, but it was not. It was a more formal name. I think as a little e-check, they should have named him Skull. He wasn't big uh, enough if, to be a bulk, but yeah, but he doesn't skull. He could if his yes. name is
2: not bulk and or skull. No. I forget that man forever. I am sorry. Yeah. I'm sure he's a good actor.
0: I'm sure he's him a too. good person. <laughs> Yeah, um, them. I, I'm not saying they should have been like the exact same kind of both skull. They, they wouldn't fit oh, in this movie. No, but, but they could have been in the movie. You yes, could have had, yes, absolutely. You could have uh, I would have loved to have going that. back. That they're actually one of my favorite, favorite parts part oh, now. <laughs> totally. Like those two guys committed to the, the, those roles, and they actually got some funny stuff was, out of it. Now it was,
2: it was it was very strange in the old series where it, I, I found myself where I really wanted to watch the Rangers fight, and I knew that you know these is, this is footage from Japan, and yeah. I uh, I knew growing up you that, didn't that want to watch bulk skull. Whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. it's not it's not that uh, when i first watched it, i was like man the green ranger is awesome mm-hmm. and the rangers are awesome but i i need that tune to start up wow, the go wow, go wow, power wow, rangers wow. no I... I need that green it, it, it yeah. brings it home for me i don't <laughs> know what that is the vulcan skull <laughs> theme yeah and as, soon skull as they, theme. and as soon as they come in it's like they're like the annoying family members that you wish would go away, but mm-hmm. when they're finally away, you're like, "Come where back." They?
0: Huh. <laughs> they? actually did some interesting stuff with them overall. Overall, over the series, they, like they I watched re- an episode recently where <laughs> of the original show where um some sort of like cupid type monster starts making like like Kimberly fall in love with Skull for a school dance. Yeah, that, and that at was the weird. end. And, and at the uh, end, she you know she breaks both books. She walks over to him, and she obviously he's pissed, but she's like, "Can I still dance with this like a friend?" He's like a friend yeah that works yeah there were some really interesting parts in there that i actually
2: legitimately
0: every uh, now and then they actually did do something with the characters.
2: Yeah, there, yeah okay there there was one episode i'm going to derail from the film for uh, just for Go a ahead. second um there was one episode in zeo where tommy goes bad again of course. um and they um the bad guys the machine empire actually wipe his memory yes. and so they, they basically make him into like this
0: gladiator guy they and- soldier him
2: yeah, and the Rangers come in, you're like, Tommy, no, don't be you you yeah, gotta or remember. catch
0: the main <clears throat> drive. Yeah,
2: yeah. And he's like, oh no, I, I gotta defeat you. Flawless Bulk- Jason David Frank impression, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. So Bulk and Skull get <laughs> roped in this somehow. And they figure out somehow, like they start working with like some other gladiators to like free the 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 other enslaved people. Okay and for some reason, like like this huge brawl like starts up, and Skull just busts out with these really kick
0: ass moves, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is great!" Yeah, the anime you. Yeah, do you remember what they did in the finale of In Space? Did you ever see that? Uh, this is the
2: one when the Red Ranger uh, slices open Zordon and all the evils destroyed. Yes, that's the
0: finale. Okay. They, 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 they the setup for the finale is that all the villains come together to conquer Earth and the Rangers have like lost their powers for a little while and so the main villain of the season, uh, Astronema I think Space Rita, comes out and does a thing like, if the Power Rangers don't turn themselves in now we're going to annihilate everything and basically a Spartacus moment happens where first Bulk and Skull go like, I'm the Red Ranger I'm the Black Ranger, and then all these <laughs> red <laughs> people start coming out the Rangers come out and finally unveil themselves, and Bulk catches that moment because you know, they devote an entire season to trying to figure out who the Rangers are, yeah. so he goes to Salt, right. like, them, and then they lead the fight against whatever, like, the putty equivalents were. So you get to see Balkans go and all these civilians make a blast stand. awesome! Oh, yeah. it's still, like, low-budget and cheesy, but it's kind of heartwarming to see them come yeah. to that point, to kind of that that was our last like regular. Actually, no. Bulk came back for Lost Galaxy, but I stopped yeah, by that point.
2: They were the one constant of that series yes. that I legitimately enjoyed seeing over and over again. I think and they were I the only I characters could, I, who stuck I around that whole time. Well, I couldn't articulate it as a kid. It was like, you know what? They've gone through many faces. You know that. Uh, they gone from Jason to the to Rocky and um, Tommy's not even around anymore. And now they got this other guy who's being a Red Ranger. Uh, it was I forget his name. It was some TJ. black guy that started. Yeah, TJ. He was awesome. And then Andrew. But it was always good to see Bulk and Skull show up and be yeah, like old Yeah, they were cool. I'm yeah. sorry to, to derail yeah, 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 the conversation. Dude. But getting back to the movie, the film,
0: um yeah. Tyler, what, was there, were, were there any other aspects of the movie you wanted to bring up? Um trying to Okay, try. I got I got a good one. Okay. They make Zordon kind of a dick, but in a good way. I was way. wait. I'm glad that you brought that up
1: because <laughs> uh, that was something that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I. Uh,
0: you weren't a big fan of it.
1: I don't know if I liked it as much because a part of me, like, I thought it was weird, especially when like
0: there's that moment when like it wasn't built up when it shows why he's a dick.
1: Yeah, it. yeah. It felt kind of awkward, it, and I was like, I don't know if this character has earned to write oh, earned the right to be a dick
2: yeah by the way hasn't I, done chris go by ahead. the way uh, by the way i am okay with spoilers
1: yeah. i'm not sure okay. if you guys are, okay. yeah I'll essentially I'll
0: you- go ahead with chris our-
1: yeah no essentially what happens is uh, they imply and it comes out of completely out of nowhere that if uh, they are able to become the power rangers Zordon can potentially come back to life
0: Yes And thus
1: he could do all the work yeah, He could just, just take
0: over Yeah because the idea Okay Chris this is They show a prologue at the beginning Zordon is an ancient Red Ranger And mm-hmm. um, That's cool. Rita was an ancient Green Ranger Who went rogue That's yeah. the theory that
2: my friend thought oh. of That's true yeah. yeah you see yeah, her in cool. the, city the beginning But And yeah. so
0: he I think the idea is He summoned the meteor In the prehistoric age Yes But, but was <laughs> to kill himself It was to kill himself and Rita Because she's after the Zeo crystal At the center of the earth that's oh, the yes. big MacGuffin, oh, the Zeo Crystal. Oh, oh. And uh, Which which
1: also uh, does uh solve the problem of why specifically Angel Grove is being yeah.
0: targeted. Yes.
1: Because that's where the crystal is. Oh, okay. and a
0: very specific building. Very yes. specific building A very
1: specific building. It <laughs> was a product placement that I actually thought was pretty the funny. Movie.
0: <laughs> yes. But okay, but, um the thing is, uh so he the idea is that Alpha kind of retains Zoran's consciousness in the command center nice. and the yeah. The idea of the morphing grid comes back, and that if they can, you know, synchronize the power to become rangers, he can use it to resurrect himself. Okay, I'm going to get to the big spoiler. That is my biggest issue with the movie. Uh, At the midpoint, Rita kills Billy. Wow,
2: really? She drowns him, and
0: they take him back, um, and this ends actually ends up, because the idea is to be able to morph, you have to be in synchronization with each other. You have to be truly cooperating, work as a team. And their grief for Billy and, like, realizing, like, we should have looked out for him and this kind of stuff is what... Brings the energy back, and Zordon uses that life energy to resurrect Billy instead of himself. Cool. And that's when they finally start morphing. But I, my big issue with that because it is meant to be like the big emotional set piece, is that well, I have seen the trailers with Billy as a Power Ranger during the climax. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not invested in this. Mm. Hurry up and revive him.
2: That's a marketing issue there. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that's that's a missed opportunity. Like, and also were,
1: the like, weird. The problem for me too in that scene is it's like like Billy's dead. Yes. And um all of a sudden this thing starts lighting up and Alpha's just like, You can come back now, Zordon, here we go. <laughs> you can come back here. I, like, I forgot about that. You guys suck. Alpha's kind of a
0: dick too. He's less the like wimpy little lovable guy and more kind of a sarcastic sidekick. But I did like him.
1: But, but he's he's a sarcastic sidekick, but he's likable until yeah. that moment. And then I was like, you're kind of a dick,
0: too. You're that both was, kind of not And cool. that was probably kind of an intentional dick thing. It's just another, another issue of the mood whiplash we're talking about at certain points. Right,
1: right, right. And, and I think that was the problem with it. It just comes off probably not the way it's supposed to come off. Uh, yeah. okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but... Uh, after that, the climax is still pretty fun. Uh, there is a mid-credit stinger, um, of and it was one of the two things I was betting on them teasing for a sequel. Though I'm wondering if there's going to be a sequel because it hasn't been a huge hit. Granted, it, it's not out in every foreign market, but uh, I don't know if it's fully recouped 100 million yet. I think so. they
1: actually already might have greenlit a sequel.
0: I to hope it. so. I hope. I so. think that
1: that happened before it even came out, and I know that they have plans to make a bunch. They, of-
0: no, okay. yeah, they, they, they said they have plans. They wanted it's like they have a layout for like five six seven movies because they have a lot of source material to draw from Mm -hmm. Um, I really want to see what Lord Zed would be like in this take because I gotta admit I am kind of interested because I mean as a
2: kid I was still pretty interested in Lord Zed but looking back at him now I'm like he's inside out man with a snake
0: I loved Lord Zed yeah. as a kid I, I was told cool my brother like yeah I told but... my brother like that is like the biggest villain upgrade in a kid's show to go from Rita <laughs> to Zed granted he, his plans weren't any more effective but he presented himself in a much cooler way and they dumbed he, him down later like when they got married to Rita because apparently he, parents complained yeah. he was too scary stupid parents i loved him when he was scary. yeah he was
2: i gotta admit he was a truly evil force and uh, as a grown man I'm, i can't really take him as seriously but i i i am more interested seeing how seeing now the greedy ass uh, yeah. uh character designs he's, that have become the power rangers i'm like what could they do his design is that? also
0: perfectly suited for that look they've got going on now yeah, which it, is, is. kind of like techno organic um mm-hmm. very interesting like he's perfectly suited for that
2: i got a question for both uh, for both of you so, and tyler yeah. all right all right, so if they re- if they reboot Lord Zed, and he's gonna have a bitchin' look, what would Rito Repulso look like?
0: Uh, Rito Revolto. Revolto. That's right. He was a re- he-, he was just like a skeleton man. Rito Repulsa, uh, Rito Revolto, and Master uh- Vile. Yeah, on, I have to
1: look up Rito Revolta because I don't remember what he looked like. He was a skeleton
0: oh. with like camo flodge colors. He showed up in third season. He was a, he was a goof. He basically – him and Goldar became like Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, oh, right, right, right. I remember that. I'm trying uh, to remember what he looks I'm like. I'm guessing though. he would also be like techno-organic. Uh, I don't know. But uh, also Goldar is handled pretty poorly in this movie.
2: Ooh, that's a shame. Uh, that's that's that's
0: a he's big shame. Basically, the kaiju they fight at the end, um, but he has <laughs> and, he's, no, and he's literally, and he does
1: have he has no personality. It's just like a giant monster. He has no voice. Thing? I no mean, dialogue. no voice.
0: Because <laughs> I was really expecting no rangers waving around. <laughs> I, I, the show, yeah. I love the fact that Goldar starts every sentence with Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. "Lord Zedd," "Green Ranger." I'm, I'm, are you okay, Goldar? You got some
1: oatmeal
2: in <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: fine.
1: <laughs> What
0: yeah. With you? My,
1: my other, uh, my other big issue with the movie was something that really manifested itself as I was sitting in the theater, um, because um, essentially the only time you hear the Power Rangers theme song mm-hmm. is when um, there is the a doors. moment. When they finally get the zords out and they start coming to fight rita with the zords yeah, running and they they like straight up play a variation of the actual theme song like with the lyrics and everything yes That's um, but it's like maybe for 15 seconds Damn and, it. and it's the weird it feels really weird and out of place yeah it's yeah. not organic
0: <laughs> <laughs> at all <laughs> Two things about that one i think it's literally the same cover they used for the original power rangers movie um, yeah. If you look it up on YouTube, and two, really? the few instances of dialogue callbacks did not work for me. Um, I remember two. Oh, I one, liked them.
1: <laughs> I, I, they they were have done cool. Anything with those dialogue things, and they I would have been cool like, nost- "Oh, good, they said it."
0: <laughs> they were cool nostalgically, but didn't feel organic to the movie. Had one is Jason does say it's morphin' time, which is nice. not that bad. But when Rita is first some making gold, because she has to. The idea is she's collecting gold from everywhere to make him out of that. She just randomly goes, "Make my monster grow." Really? That's yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. The, kind of, kind of hmm, out of nowhere. Not, e- not even, a, not even like uh, throwing the wand No, or she's Just anything? holding the wand. She, the wand is important to the process, but she doesn't say "magic wand." Make my monster grow. God, that's that's a shame. And alpha does. Okay, actually, alpha does say "i i i" twice. Uh, yeah, kind of he does. Thing. Okay, um, but that, it comes up very different. It comes up very differently because it's Bill Hader, and not uh, Daggett from Angry Beavers, doing the voice. Yeah, yeah. Was, was that? At- it was Richard was Horvitz. Richard Horvitz was the original uh, Alpha Five I actually, voice.
1: I didn't know that. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't know, I didn't know, know it. For, I
0: didn't know it for the longest time because he used a pseudonym. I remember at the end at the beginning of every episode, Richard Wood as Alpha Five. Yes, it was Richard Horvitz who was Daggett, Zim, Raz from Psychonauts, Billy from Billy and Mandy, a ton of stuff. My God,
1: I have to rewatch like all of Power Rangers. now. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: also way but, higher pitch than his other voices. That's also why I probably didn't yeah. recognize it at first.
1: So, so like, but so like to me, like if I would have done it, these are like the two things that I would have added to the to the movie that weren't mm-hmm. there. Was I would have had like one of those one of those Rangers like phone goes off and, and you hear that like do do do. You don't get <laughs> that at noise. all. I would've loved that. Yeah. Oh, oh that noise um, is so iconic.
0: I see people yeah. with ringtones of it all the time. They should have Yeah. Yeah.
1: They, they could they could have easily gotten away with something like that. And it's been like, oh, that's just like for for the fans like yeah. people like that. They do that in the and first then, Iron
2: Man with a ringtone. Um, I gotta tell you, when I was in college, um I I downloaded the Power Ranger. I downloaded that that the communicator for noise. my yeah, that for my phone. And me and my friends, we made it so that whenever we had a test, we would like paint or text each other. So that tune would happen. <laughs> and people, when it went off, dee, 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 everybody was like, who is that? i was like, oh, I'm sorry. I have, to, I have yeah. to go somewhere. I have to go fight
1: I'll crime. i right back. Yep. That's actually a really funny bit. I'll try to like say this really quick because I don't want to derail sure. it. But but um, one of the guys who hosts RBR, uh, Will, Yeah. Um, he had another show called Not Playing Now. It was a movie review uh, show. And they did a... Um, a film version of it. Like they actually recorded a video version of the podcast. And one time they did this bit where I don't remember what the occasion was or why they did it, but the, there was, um, one, two, three, four, there's like four hosts. Right. Mm -hmm. And during one of the reviews, all, you hear that? <laughs> and four of them—they're all wearing like basic colors, right? Like the power. Rangers. <laughs> and they look around to each other, and they make an excuse to Brandon. Like the one guy is there to like, "Hey, we gotta go. We'll be right back." And then they all leave, and then they—they they do the whole like it's Morphin time, and they do the whole the whole thing, and then it's video—it's video of the Power Rangers with their voiceover, oh my God. and then they just cut back to the guy in the studio every once in a while, just sitting there. <laughs> and, then, and then like they come back and they're like oh sorry about that and then they just start the <laughs> review <laughs>
0: uh, please tell me this is oh, archived well, somewhere
1: it's it's somewhere I'll find it uh, okay William R.
0: Washington the shaman cinema Duran Reynolds the new girl Heidi B.O. oh no it's the Fire Rangers I get out get down here
1: Worst case scenario, I could always ask Will yeah. sure okay, what was
0: the other thing you wanted to bring up? The other thing you would fix because I got sidetracked. Oh
1: yeah, but, but the music. The music to me, like, uh, oh oh, I, I would have had them say the name of their dinosaurs. because, and the original is like, you have to say the name of your of your zord, and that, yeah. uh, that is what makes the transformation. So that's like they go Tyrannosaurus Rex, Mactodon, Dinosaur. Um, I, I would have had them do that because I like. I don't know why. I was going like, I I, to say, I think that. That the
0: thing that will date this movie the fastest is the tie-in songs feature each of the soundtracks. So they use a lot of like top 40 hits, like hands oh, yeah, yeah, clap and do. stuff. Uh, in 10 years, you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's a 2017 movie. But um, <laughs> So I think we should probably be moving on pretty soon to uh, well, yeah, our well, main well, topic. Well, and I actually, I actually need to export well. what we've done so far. But uh, I will say, I think a really uh-huh. good comparison I can make for this movie is it reminds me very much of the original Ninja Turtles movie. There's still a lot of silliness to it, but there's also a, a sense of effort that you might not have expected from a silly, like original property.
1: Yeah, my the, my my biggest thing about it is like, uh, to me, the theme the theme song for the Power Rangers is such a great bit of music mm-hmm. that, uh, essentially the thing that like irritated me was you don't hear it with the exception of that like 15 second yeah piece it's on the credits either. You don't, don't hear think. it at all if you stay until. Near the end of the credits, you hear the orchestral version of oh. it for the movie by mm-hmm. Brian Tyler, and it's awesome. <laughs> and you have to wait until the movie is way over before uh, you hear it.
0: And oh, I and like, ironically, used that. it,
1: and it would have been if they would have used that instead of like the 15 seconds, which maybe the original cut of the movie was, and they changed it.
0: Yeah, that would have been. Director probably has said they cut
2: some stuff. Yeah, that's a weird decision to blue ball the fans like that. I mean, as a kid, I loved I, those they, themes. And when it when the internet had its like humongous boom, I was you you better believe I was on Kazaa looking for those theme songs. Uh you specific in high Yeah, looking for the Power Ranger themes that like, like the fighting theme, the credits theme, the theme, the longest theme when they summoned the Thunder Zords. I was looking oh, for yeah, those I, for days. Yeah. Um it, it, it's that is a bit of a missed op- missed yeah. opportunity but there. Our,
0: I think we actually would both recommend the movie to Power Rangers fans. At least I would. Yeah. No. It's it's a lot of fun. There's enough callbacks to
1: entertain you. Yes. I like. I said it. Like I probably would have put more in, but I, I was a big fan
0: two of things, the show I and wanna, I enjoyed oh, the movie. So. Yeah. And two things I want to mention about Easter eggs. One, apparently, when Jason's dad is calling during the climax, the streets he names are cities from later seasons. Oh. Like that's I think that's cool. But, uh, that is interesting. Do, I'm not going to be specific, but Chris, when you do see it, at the end, when the day is saved and there's a crowd gathering around the Megazord, mm-hmm. look in the crowd for two very familiar faces. Did you skull. see them, Tyler? No, not Balkan Skull. No, I, I did see them. <laughs> I did no, see no. them. Do, do you want me to say who it is? Yeah, go ahead. Jason David Frank and Amy Jo Johnson of are in the crowd. Of course it's <laughs> them. Of course, of yeah. Course it's them. Why wouldn't they? And, and I'm I okay had, with that. I spotted like, him the first time. I didn't spot her cause I, uh, because I didn't think they were going to be cameos because um, Walter Jones, who played Zach originally, had said, uh, yeah, none of us had heard anything. And yeah. like, no, we just want the two, everybody. Like, we. Okay, I knew what it was. They said, we want the two every boy and girl had crushes on back then. Mm, okay. I guess that's all right. <laughs> that's my guess. Um, There's but, so many
1: episodes, like, late in that show that it's just about the two of them. Yeah, there, there is. And yeah. I got to be honest,
2: those are episodes that I
0: skipped. Kimberly, like, got her own, like, eight-episode arc saying farewell. She did. She a lot really of buildup. Yeah. Then, and I was like, don't and...
2: leave us. No, well, she's gone. <laughs> Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I love Amy Jo Johnson,
2: but, I oh, mean, yeah. after a while, it's just like, man, this relationship is going on for a while. I did right. like that
0: by the time Kimberly left, she, she gradually got less, like, stereotypical Valley Girl as the show went on. She did, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was some cool. good progression there. Yeah. So uh, we both recommend it, and I'm going to export now and get some more water. All right.
2: Okay. I am Iron Man. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Mr. Stark, you become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative.
0: Now, this is going to be a review that covers quite a bit because uh, we're covering something that has both been a pop culture and box office phenomenon and kind of a trendsetter uh, mm-hmm. in terms of its vision and reach. Uh, I remember back in 2008. Uh, that was maybe my favorite year for superhero movies ever because we got The Dark Knight, which is probably always going to be my favorite comic book movie ever. But I also was blown away more than much more than I thought it would be by Iron Man because yep. uh, I had no familiarity with those character with that character with most comic book characters straight up I don't I don't really read comic books it's not a matter of yeah, I don't either. it's not a matter mm-hmm. of disliking them it's that at this point there's so much back material I'd have to go through so <laughs> exactly, all my knowledge yeah. of them comes from pop culture or stuff like games and, and cartoons and such and I know there was an Iron Man cartoon in the 90s and the 60s I'd never seen it but um and, and that, just, that was actually my first Robert Downey Jr. movie too I haven't seen that much with him outside of Tony Stark um, mm-hmm. and I walked in because it had gotten good reviews and I fucking loved it um and, Iron Man was super good. Yes, and then uh, I didn't see Hulk until it was on on DVD later because I just didn't like that much. But then that's when they first because you know the after credits teaser that is Tony Stark walking in. You're like, oh, this is kind of a tie into Iron Man. Where's this yeah. going? Then I heard them announce we're also going to do Thor and Captain America and then bring them together. And I was like, can they pull this off? Can they yeah. make these all these movies work? And then because like even then I was like. It's so funny to think back on like when we thought Thor seemed like a stretch. Yeah. Now yeah. Thor seems so common because after that was Guardians, and uh, yeah. uh, I'm trying to and think what the other, what the one of the other more outlandish ones has been. Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah. Ant Man. Yeah, the concept of Ant Man is not like outlandish space stuff, but Doctor Strange. Yes, those those are the two big ones. How could I forget Doctor yeah. Strange in that? Um, mm-hmm. But I still haven't seen Doctor Strange. It's good. Um, mm-hmm. I, we we did a review of it on our, on our earliest episodes actually.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: but it was just so interesting to see them fully commit to this and to actually start pulling it off like
2: like uh, if if I can interject yeah like, go for it the the marvel the cinematic universe has done a great deal <laughs> for the visual effects community mm-hmm. and and oh, like yeah. you could see like a, a you could see like a general bump in quality through like uh Say like Avengers One to like a um, to like the second Avengers yeah, where yeah they are what are doing like what are doing like so many different things with close ups and wide shots and um like you know with uh, what's what's the robot's name I forget Ultron um, uh, Ultron right with yeah. Ultron's hand and with the Hulk's hand like close up they they really couldn't do that in the first one for um and you get you get to see like just how much uh, technology yeah. has evolved and just how much like cinema has uh, has evolved from.
0: Let's say I don't know Daredevil with <laughs> Ben Affleck, well, you know, the original Daredevil now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, I think um, Rocket and Groot are two of like the best CG characters I've seen in movies oh, yeah. in terms of blending in and emoting. Uh, but Tyler, what do we, what, is there anything you want to start out with in terms of MCU thoughts?
1: Well, yeah, I I think I remember like where I was when it, like you you saw Iron Man, and then I remember after Iron Man that same summer, Hulk came out. Mm-hmm. and Robert Downey Jr. showed up in Hulk and he's playing Tony Stark and he's talking about they're like, they, they, like both the end credit sequence of both those movies are like, oh yeah, we're thinking about we're thinking about putting something together I should have
0: brought, like, brought up Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man 1 that was the big that clue actually that was like, whoa, wait, you got a big name for one scene and based on what he said, are are you really doing this? that was a right. great way to announce the plan too
1: Right, because you didn't know anything, and no. it's like right at the end of Iron Man, it's like – Coulson's like, by the way, I work for S.H.I.E.L.D., yes. not mm-hmm. whatever yes. I said I worked at before, I actually worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. And then Nick Fury shows up at the end, and he specifically says –
0: "Um, I want to talk you to don't, you about you the don't Avengers know,
1: initiative. Well, funny, he says, y- uh, you don't know it yet, but you just became a part of a much bigger universe.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. like you, and you it's only like, one with this. Yeah. So that
2: collectively blew society's mind at that <laughs> right. point yeah. cuz we all got it.
1: We were like, "What? It's not just going to be Iron Man?" <laughs> yeah. And then once and then once it becomes clear that like this is where they're going with like then you don't hear anything again until Hulk when you when Robert Downey Jr shows up yeah. again and then right after that they basically straight up say we're doing the Avengers. Yes. It's happening. Yeah. And, and once to it. And the crazy thing about it, the MCU is that like you said, you don't—you didn't know who Iron Man was. Most I people really know, didn't know who Iron Man was, and yet, that was kind of the genius move by Kevin Feige and the MCU in general. Is that it? It took in Marvel Studios specifically. Yeah. It went from being like Spider-Man is with Sony, the X-Men are with Hulk. Um, oh no, no, the X-Men
0: are with Fox. <laughs>
1: Right, right, you know, right, no, right. And the, the Fantastic with Four. Fox. Like, and it's then,
2: just a, just a Hulk in Professor X's chair and it's really, yeah. up <laughs> they're with Hulk now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so so Marvel Cannon was left with scraps. And so they basically said, we're going to take Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, who was a big character, it's probably their biggest character they yeah. had, and Thor, Thor. and we're going to uh, do the Avengers. And everyone was like, wow, no. you're just, just going to take those scraps together? And I guess it's kind of cool. But now... By the time the Avengers was around, not only are all of those characters hugely iconic, yes. but all of the actors who played them are huge. Yeah, nobody knew who Chris Hemsworth was. Yeah, Robert Downey was his James Stepping stone. Patacon. Chris Evans was not very popular at the time. Like, granted,
0: mm-hmm. um, so Mark Ruffalo like, is still uh, not an A lister, but he, he's he's yeah, on but he was he was
1: well he was well off. He was he's like an yeah. And these guys became a big deal because they were a part of these movies. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a testament to the, the, the process of these characters and putting them together instead of just rushing it together and doing yeah. it in the second movie in your they, series. They, yeah. they came,
2: they, they it definitely came together. Like it was a well thought out plan, but it was also, but it was also a calculated risk. Cause, they, yeah. uh, Cause I mean, if you came out the gate with say like, uh daredevil and just put some uh, just put some a-lister actor together uh, right behind it but you didn't have a good script or yeah. you, didn't ha- you didn't have good writing behind it yeah. then yeah. people just weren't going they weren't going to feel it and in the age of uh, an age of smartphones and being able to talk to people relatively quickly as soon as you get out of the theater you have you already have a review I think and they knew,
1: they knew it was a risk too because i was just listening to this story the other day but they actually um essentially kind of like t- essentially took out a loan with Paramount oh. uh, in order to get this to, to get Marvel Studios off the ground they went to Paramount because this is before Disney owned Yeah they that. were the original
0: distributor Yeah and
1: they said here's the deal we want to make these movies we want we want to make Iron Man and, and Hulk and we're going to try to aim for this Avengers but we need be, Paramount's essentially like we need collateral so Mm -hmm. what they said was if you guys help us make this we'll give you the rights to these characters so it could have what could have essentially happened was if marvel studios didn't work out then they would have taken all of these characters that are now part of the avengers and they would have all been the property of paramount like they basically bargained off these tools and said if we can't make
0: this work you get this this is like Mm -hmm. your you get a shot at it help us was the the idea that they would have rebooted them if the movies hadn't done well Potentially,
1: yeah. Okay. They would, but Paramount could have done whatever they wanted with them. Right. But, they, could made, they could have made a TV
2: series out of it. They could have. Yeah. They, they essentially could have done like whatever they want. Yeah, and it was
1: a lot of characters, not just the big ones. Yeah, small everybody ones. else like, we've gotten so far, anything they sure. had the rights to, uh, they were gonna give away. So yes. it's um, it worked out for them. Obviously, in the end, these yeah. movies are huge. It worked out for and a Billion
2: dollars, Jesus. And what,
1: and what I love about these movies, like. There is definitely. It, it, it it's one of those things where, everyone always says, and I kind of thought this making my list. Everyone kind of was like, "Oh, they just kind of like, Mar- Marvel's movies were are always pretty good. They start out pretty rocky. Iron Man mm-hmm. was was good. Um, Hulk was Hulk was
0: rough. Rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Iron Man Two was rough.
1: Yeah, Our, I think it was rough. Thor was okay, but like some people lot. say it's, it's rough. A lot of people didn't like Captain America, but I, I think that it. I love that more and more the more I look back on that first one. Yeah, I but remember like, by Backless. the time, basically once you get to the Avengers oh. and onward, they've kind of crushed it. And Avengers I think cemented things, it. Yeah, the thing that keeps cementing it I think to me is that when you look at their slate and what they have coming up, a lot of it is um, like for instance, last year or 2015, uh, Creed came out and was very successful. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and everybody really liked Creed. It was a, it was financially successful. It was critically well received. And so, what did Marvel do? they got Tessa Thompson, Michael B. Jordan, Ryan Coogler, and Sylvester Stallone all in future movies. Yeah. They, they literally do that all the time. They take, they like when some movie is really popular, they pick up all those guys and say, now come do something with us. And it's it, it keeps that momentum going. It's yeah. knowing so- that, like the Black Panther cast is incredible. And knowing Ryan Coogler is making that movie gets me insanely excited about yeah. it. Pick those people that are good at what they need done. Sometimes and, yeah. it's- Right. But sometimes
0: people. it's not even people who are just starting to blow up. It's people who they think are right. Nobody knew who Tom Hiddleston was before Loki. Yeah, but they picked him. Yeah. And Chris, same with Chris Hemsworth. They picked them because yeah. they thought they were good. Um, or they picked people who were used to be really big, like uh, Michael Douglas. Uh, not a you know not a box office draw anymore, but uh, an established name, or Anthony Hopkins and stuff like that. Some of the older actors,
2: Robert Downey uh, Jr. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. was There's- was a big draw for a while too. Guys, uh, from his- guys,
0: what Glenn Close
1: was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> She <laughs> was
0: in Guardians she was of the Galaxy. Of your prime, You're right. Prime.
1: So, so and and the new Thor has Kate Blanchett and, and Jeff
0: Goldblum. Goldblum. Mm-hmm. And, amazing.
1: Um and you have uh um in Guardians of the Galaxy you get uh, uh Kurt both Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone are yeah. both in that movie. Nice.
2: That's awesome. It's
1: nuts. They they yeah. have literally stacked the deck with talent like Yeah, across they have. The- from the writers to the actors to the directors that's why all of their movies end up good and then when somebody does something like when the Russo brothers crush it with Winter Soldier mm-hmm. they're, those are their guys now yeah especially, I guess. And, and, especially well, when if a wants to bow out that, yeah, kind of yeah reminds I, of
0: how after uh, John Favreau won bow out they got Shane Black and I thought Iron Man 3 was yeah. pretty great yeah I did too it's pretty high on my list yep mm. um, and actually one thing I wanted to ask you guys because something I love about you know, technically it is a bunch of individual series that tie together. I honestly view it all as one big series. Of course. Yeah, definitely. But I, I, don't, able... know if, I don't know if that's a universal feeling.
1: Yeah, no, that's how I look at it. I look at it as each one of these is, it, it's literally like it's a film series where you get two or three movies in the same series. Like, I don't think of it as much because, because honestly they don't work. If you look at it as here are the no. three Captain America movies, here are the three Iron Man movies, they don't really work as sequels to each other.
0: As things yeah. go, as things go on, they're more and more closely connected. Like um, Chris, you know this. I've been showing my uh, grandmother certain movies over the years because she doesn't yeah. go to theaters anymore, but she can still enjoy movies. I showed her the first two Captain Americas and the first Iron Man, but uh, I can't show her Civil War just yet. Okay, uh, yeah, you got to work your way up I to got it. The first Thor and both Avengers to get to that. You got to um, know what's. You definitely and, have to also, know what's happening. That, I also the only other ones I showed her were uh, uh, Ant Man and Guardians because those mm-hmm. are more, more standalone than a lot of the others.
2: I really got to say that whenever I watch a Marvel movie, especially nowadays, I always get the feeling uh, that uh, it always has me thinking about another superhero movie w- and how it ties in. Like I can't I can't watch say like Winter Soldier and not think Oh, how does um how does Tony Stark uh fit into yeah. all this? Oh yeah, his technology helped build the um that, the the updated airships now.
0: And yeah. the big twist at the end of uh, of Civil War that initiates the final fight, they mm-hmm. show it for a split second in Winter Soldier. Like I noticed that. Yeah. Like they don't say it was Bucky. That's how when Steve goes, like I knew they implied I it was Bucky. Him. Mm-hmm. They imply it him. So, like, yeah, to I me, guessed, but a
1: yeah. lot of people in Civil War, like, at the end of Civil War were like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. And I was like, really? Because I knew that. They I knew said S.H.I.E.L.D. They, killed
0: them. I just wasn't 100% sure if it was Bucky. Yeah, but no, they, when they were showing those they, flashbacks gradually, that made me go, oh, I, I know what this is. Well, essentially
1: kid. what they ha- what they say in Winter Soldier is that Bucky has killed all of these targets. They're talking about Bucky when they show oh, I his about parents. That. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, yes, it's not did. even just Hydra killed them. It was it our, was bucky. Assassin, oh, okay. bucky it was Parker,
2: it was killed, that guy these
1: people <laughs> mm-hmm. so they but they don't they don't beat you over the head with it but it's there so what when it happened it, it was like oh i'm not surprised by that because i remember that and it mm-hmm. made me go to me it was a
0: oh shit moment like oh yeah. my god we're actually the way it's executed is still, still amazing, right even if you know it's coming yeah, I love Downey's acting in that. Like he is on the verge of tears. Oh, I thought he was
1: fantastic.
0: It's so good. It's because it's it's also so cool. It's really neat when you have a character who is usually very jokey and not serious have that truly serious moment. That is the biggest example for Tony Stark, definitely. Yeah.
2: I gotta I gotta say that I'm probably one of two people on Earth who after who post Iron Man one was not impressed that much about Iron Man the person, not or about Tony Stark the character. The character. Oh. No, no. Did he come up uh, as too much of a douche to you? Well, I think that's the thing, <laughs> where it's <laughs> like the uh, I, I, whenever I look at the Marvel uni- Marvel Cinematic Universe now, I always look at it as what did Tony break now? Goddamn, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> thought it was his fault. <laughs> I was that's, like, a, oh. that's a really good point. And I'm just like, you guys let him get away with so much and he keeps blaming you all. Mm-hmm. Like even during the even during the start of Civil War, and he's having and he's like thinking about his parents and everything. And then they they have to do like uh the the Avengers Accords or something. And Tony's yeah, yeah. And Tony's like, do you got you guys know we have to sign up for this. This is our responsibility. And I'm looking at Tony like dude Look if the
0: you mirror. were there to, yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> fault. you did this if all you said, of it that ties into him being a dick though
2: i'm like if you weren't doing your old steve jobs impression the entire time you would have been at that scene
0: <laughs> have so have you warmed up to him at all over time or are you still I, well i i have warmed up to tony
2: over time i mean tony um iron man 2 and iron man 3 did not help i have to admit he's
0: he's uh, still i think two iron man 2 is when he's at his douchiest
2: yeah, that I think Iron Man 2 is really what turned me off to him the most, because I really enjoyed Iron Man 1,
0: yeah. but having to... Uh, ha- but to I think 2's kinda... biggest issue is that the dialogue for him is nowhere near as great Yeah, as Well,
1: I actually think the thing that's so brilliant about Iron Man 2 is, in order to get you... Like, Tony is at his dickest... Most dickishness? His highest dick? Dickest. <laughs> <laughs> which is... Which could be... His peak, in... his peak dick. His at, peak. He's at peak dick in Iron it's, Man 2. Good. This, that's not that go bad.
2: This is not the visual that I wanted, but
1: yes, go ahead. <laughs> and and so when he when he's so much of a jerk in Iron Man two, they balance it out by bringing in Sam Rockwell to play a bigger jerk. <laughs> Sam Rockwell is good at that. He is. Oh, he's he yeah, is. he's a great foil for for somebody like Tony Stark.
2: Yeah, it's and it's tough. go ahead, Chris. Well, I was about to say it's not that I don't enjoy Tony being there because uh, through um, and much of it and much of the Avengers uh, um, plot line, he's. Him and, um, him and Steve are basically the heart of the team. Like, No matter which side that you agree with, like, you gotta have one of them there. Either yeah. one to balance out the other. It's just that whenever I see them both together, I'm like, I gotta side with Steve, dude. Oh, it's,
0: <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's funny, I walked into Civil War being pro-team Cap and by the end I was more pro-team Iron Man, but that last, the big reveal of what initiates the final bug, that is such a lose-lose situation for either side. It really there is, is no good can,
2: solution can, to that. You can tell their relationship like, is really strained at that I'm, point. And I'm,
0: I'm a little iffy about Bucky now. I guess not so much as a character, but more like I really hope he isn't the one. If like, if, if they were to replace Steve as Cap, I'd rather it be Falcon than Bucky.
1: Yeah, I need well, to me, cannot live
0: with Bucky doing what he does, even if it wasn't his fault. To, mm-hmm. to
1: me, I like the redemption of the character whenever it like because to me, Bucky is essentially the he's a Bucky, victim. Bucky is the guy from the first movie. Mm-hmm. And who makes some of and Bucky is the guy from parts of Civil War. Yeah. Um, but through almost all of the Winter Soldier, that is the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yes. Like, like the, the killing, that's the Winter Soldier. That is not yes. Bucky. Oh yeah, Bucky yeah. yeah I agree with that. Doing this, and um, and I like the idea that people are realizing that, and that even like somebody like the Black Panther recognizes that. This isn't who this guy is. Like I, to me, to, to me, Bucky is Bucky's the guy who. Um, what's he say in Civil War when he and Falcon are laid out? And, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, he goes. I hate. You. Yeah. Was it Falcon that, who says that, or was it Bucky? They, they think, both say that. They they will say I hate you, and Bucky, they they one of them makes a quip, and the other one says I hate you, and that's that's to me that's Bucky when yeah.
0: when,
1: when he's making out with uh, with uh, Agent Thirteen. <laughs> yeah, God. and they're like, that's Bucky. That's, <laughs> Like, yeah, do you know do you
0: know I, me? Me? I do love the idea that both of uh, Cap's sidekicks have issues with each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do, and,
2: and that that kind of makes the whole uh, we. Uh, by this point, I think we know that um, with the recent announcement that Steve is um, that Chris Evans isn't going to continuously do the Captain America role uh, yeah. post uh, um, post Affinity. Um, but I think it's got people thinking like, where does the shield go at this um, yeah. after that? Well, so, I'm, I'm, so I
1: think it, it like if you look at the contracts. I think um, Sebastian Stan has signed up for a lot of movies. Yeah. What about okay.
0: and have they said how long Anthony Mackie's contract is going for?
1: I don't know about Mackie's. I know Sebastian I Stan is him. in a lot of movies. Yeah, I don't want Bucky and to then, go anywhere, but and I really Chris, like Sam. Wilson. Chris Evans is also his contract's running up, but he's also said that he's willing to sign on to do more. Like he's like that's good. I don't think he wants to necessarily sign up for like another like seven movie deal no. or something like that. But he's like, I I will if they ask, I'll come back. Maybe like, one I have or no, two more roles. Like after I don't Infinity necessarily War. want to completely.
0: Okay, so there are two this. things I wanted to bring up. Um, one thing's going to be Infinity War. I wanted to talk about. Do you have a favorite hero overall, or one that you ended up liking way more than you expected to? Uh,
2: I'll let you go for, uh, first, Tyler. Tyler,
0: uh, it's it's
1: it's Steve Rogers. Yes, 100%. yes, one hundred percent. I think that. When when on paper when I didn't really know anything about Captain America and you saw like what he was is yeah. oh, oh it's righteous and and I and I, I do good and I and I'm boring. Captain America and I represent America yeah and I was like this guy is a wet noodle and I'm not <laughs> interested in it. yes and and he seems he seems boring he seems yeah. way too like he doesn't seem fun and I think the brilliant thing about casting Chris Evans as Captain America is. He comes off as completely genuine and yes. good. And he want and the he wants to do these things because
0: they are the right thing to do. Okay, and, are you, are and you, do you follow Chris Evans on Twitter? Yes, he comes off like a real life Steve Rogers. Oh, he yeah. is all yes. about yes. activism. If you and read, stuff. If you he, read he the interview, there is no dirt on that guy. I'm convinced. He, he and Jenny Slate dated for a while, and they recently broke
1: up. And Jenny oh. Slate did an interview about what it was like dating Chris Evans, and it is. Like you read it and you're like, oh my god, this guy is awesome. <laughs> it's am- just, it's literally somebody who is no longer dating him, just talking about how amazing he was and I like am- how we. She was like, we didn't really mesh, but I can't believe how cool this guy was. Yeah. Like Chris, what are you trying to say? He's still friends with people from high school, and wow. like,
0: he's
1: he's like the like one of the coolest dudes ever. And it's it, he seems like such a great guy. And yeah, that's what's so great about Captain America in these movies is that. I love his movies are my favorite ones. I love his his elements that he pull he brings in. The small moments of like when in Civil War there's that moment where he he's fighting Spider-Man and he gets the upper hand on upper hand on him and he's like, like, Where are you from? And he's like Queens and he goes, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Like it's it's one of those cool grounding moments. You're like, this is a real dude. Like he's an actual good dude. He's not like a stereotype He's not like
2: of- make sure you a- go vote young man no. and then runs <laughs> yeah. off and shit like come yeah. on captain america that's that's the cap that we've grown up with but right. having, having chris evans be there and be like hey have you tried that place over by um, over by 12th Street?
0: It's really good. And to be and, fair, and I, I didn't go with Captain America. <laughs> that was just my assumption of what he was like, and that actually ties into why I love First Avengers so much. That mm. movie really sells you on what Steve Rogers is, and it does play him as like a good natured, upholding morals guy. But they don't go too overboard with it, and they don't go too bland with it. It's just he's that part, part where they're like, "Why are you so interested in doing this fighting for this war?" He's like, "I've been bullied my whole life. I don't want to see the world get bullied."
2: Right, it's part, it's it's. I, I think that's one of the best things. Who he originally about,
0: was made him the pure well, he is.
2: Well, that's that's one of the best things about the writing in, in in these Marvel movies. When it comes to Chris Evans, is that when you when you hear Joss Whedon and all the other characters, oh, I'm sorry, all the other directors talk about um, power level, uh, categorizing the power levels of yes. the of the Avengers. He's actually low um, tier. He's he's very low tier. So with no, no um, superpowers. So so you're really like. You're really expecting the giant fight with Iron Man and Hulk, or or you're really expecting like Thor to do something completely ball batshit insane. Um, but then uh, Chris Evans like does something really poignant, does something that's very symbolic, and does something that's true to the nature of his character yeah. and what it means to be an Avenger. And then you're like, okay, I like this guy. It's it's I, I find it I, I find it a breath of fresh air when I'm able to look at uh, Captain America not. Only as the symbol of superheroism, but also just being a good, decent Simple guy. Someone needs, morals, yeah. Someone, well, someone you can go and have a beer with, and not fear that he's going to break, get drunk and break everything yeah. because he's, he's still a, a funny genius guy. <laughs> he still
0: yeah, has moments mm-hmm. to make quips and stuff. It's a good balance, um, mm-hmm. and but I still. Tony Stark still might be my overall favorite hero. Um I know that's probably a cliche answer, but goddamn is he. Robert Downey Jr. in the scripts he's handed, they just make it work. Um, well, yeah, he's
1: one of those people where it's like like I don't know who like subtly I would say that same thing about Chris Evans where it's like I don't know who could replace him, but I legitimately have no idea who could replace I, him. I'd oh, rather okay. th-
0: if they, they kill him I, off I, than try yeah. to cast
2: yeah, I, I, of all, of the issues that I have with Tony Stark, RDJ nails it, and yeah. I gotta say, I can't think of anybody else, and I completely love him uh, doing these roles, and even even doing like other roles that he's been in, like in Tropic Thunder. I, there, yeah. there are some real issues with Tropic Thunder, but holy shit, did he make me laugh? He commits to, to a
0: very intentionally racist role. Yes, he mm-hmm.
2: does. But I still got a good laugh out of it, and even his role in Allie McBeal was genuinely <laughs> awesome. I, I, I have to, um, I, I have to admit that even though I may not like Tony Stark, the character, all that much, when it comes to watching the, the adventures, performance. yeah, uh, performance-wise. I, 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 even as a genuine, uh, even as a genuine person, like online from what I've seen of him,
0: I, I, I gotta give him props.
2: <laughs> there's, there's, so, there's, 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 no question.
0: Okay, we've got a half hour left to go, but this, so mm-hmm. there's, are three, a few other things I want us to talk about. Um, oh, first, oh, oh, okay, go ahead. Before you
2: do, before you do, I'm yeah. going to interject just for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I gotta ask you guys this question. Hmm. Favorite villains, because I know that we're talking about movies, but when it comes to Netflix's Daredevil, holy shit, the Kingpin uh, yeah. and some of the villains off of Luke Cage, they fucking light my fire on I'm that. A, I'm about five episodes oh. into
0: Daredevil, and Kingpin is unnerving. Yes. Yeah. Very good yeah. job. He seems like mentally not there. You embarrass me in front of her, and he just goes door oh. beheading. or oh, beheading. Yes. Like, Jesus Christ. I'm yeah. like, stop. You need
1: to stop. He is not getting up from that. And I- – I, I would say that the Netflix from what I haven't seen all of them. I, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a binge watcher, so like yeah. the movies are perfect for me, but it's harder for me to watch all of the Netflix episodes because I it's I, a big get time mm-hmm. But um I really like what I've seen of all of them and I would say that the villains pretty much stand out on the Netflix front yeah. way more than they do in the movies because um A lot you of have, the Marvel
0: movie villains can be mediocre. That's one of the recurring yeah, right? issues.
1: And one of the nice things about the show is that they hire these – they bring in these guys to – not only – they get good people. Vincent D'Onofrio, mm-hmm. um, uh, David Tennant uh, is great. The new Scrooge. Yeah. He's great in um, in Jessica Jones and uh, what uh, – can't think of the guy right now. It's driving me crazy. His I name. But the guy, the guy who plays the Punisher.
2: Oh, he was off The Walking Dead.
1: Yeah. He's I great. It.
2: Yeah,
1: he, he oh. is my favorite story. I'm oh, it's driving me crazy. I'm going to remember his name in a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But the thing about him that I think is funny is he's great in pretty much everything he's in. I yeah. hated him on The Walking Dead, but like that's his character. Is
2: I I hated his character on The Walking Dead, but I I loved seeing him like get his yeah. comeuppance yeah, yeah. there. Did you ever?
1: Did you ever see the movie Grudge Match? Was the best No, it okay. wasn't very good. He, okay, the funniest thing to me about the movie Crudge Match is that everybody in the movie is playing it like, here's a dumb comedy with these two guys who used to be in great boxing movies, but now now they're just doing this dumb, stupid movie to make money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's in that movie as he uh, one of their sons. He is acting like he is in a goddamn Oscar film. Like, 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 <laughs> he's film. committing wow. hard. To this, like it's like if somebody wrote down on the paper, oh, it's a movie about uh, if Raging Bull met Rocky, and he mm-hmm. went, I know exactly how to play wow. <laughs> so, but and he he's amazing in it. And you're like, oh, this guy's so good. I Everything catch up else, on this movie list. is terrible, but this guy is actually like committing to this movie in a way that yeah. nobody else is. But I and could- that made me uh, uh, like way more impressed with him.
2: So you say it's Grudge Match. I, I I got it. Grudge Match. I have to I have to check that out. Um. I mean, I'm obviously... Uh, See, you can
1: obvious, find it just his scenes. I think yeah. the actual movie's pretty bad. Yeah. All
2: right. Well, uh, I'll be sure to do that. I'm, I'm obviously skipping over uh, Tom Hiddleston's character and, and yeah. Thor and Avengers because, holy shit, do I love his petty uh, like shittiness <laughs> through all his films. And... Uh, there's there's a point in Thor where obviously like he he yells at Anthony Hopkins so much that he puts him to sleep. Yeah. And I honestly think that's the most hilarious
0: thing. <laughs> and just uh, just having just like you wouldn't have a son who's a frost giant and just Anthony Hopkins is like, "Oh no." It's kind of interesting <laughs> to see how Loki has gone over time cuz it yeah. wasn't super humorous in the first Thor. He wasn't. He got to Avengers and Dark World He's kind of gained some confidence to become more of a yeah. supervillain slash hero ally. My favorite my favorite
1: moment I think maybe of any of the villains in all of the movies I'd have to think about this but oh no 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 I, I, here, here are my two okay the mm-hmm. first one is when there's that part where Hawkeye shoots an arrow at him and he, he catches ran. it <laughs> and he gets the smug look like yeah nice try and then Boom. it just blows up. And, and, okay is
0: number two what happens right afterward
1: no, I mean that's like a part of it. That the Hulk is the funniest, is my
0: funniest MCU moment so far. That was far. amazing. Hulk versus Thor. The, my audience the, exploded when that happened. But what's your number? These
1: two? are like these are like subtle villain moments. Okay. The other one is leap Face as Ronan the Accuser, when he like <laughs> completely breaks character. <laughs> what are you doing? what are you doing? <laughs> yes.
0: Just, yes. It's so worth all the bell dramatic.
1: Everything about what he has done the whole movie. And it's just completely baffled.
0: Yes. Cause Star-Lord. he does not know how to respond to that. Everybody's usually scared of him. And then here's, Ooh, Jack.
1: Yeah. Those like, those are just tiny villain moments that are like, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Like, I'll say my favorite thoughtful. villains, like legit favorite villains. I really liked, uh, Jeff Bridges, Obadiah Stane. Cause he was just this mm-hmm. smug, uh, Smarmy son of a bitch. Just, um, we
1: mentioned all those great actors. We didn't even mention Jeff Bridges or Tommy Lee Jones, who yeah, are all yeah. in early Marvel movies. Yeah.
0: Um, I also like Corey Stoll and uh, Ant Man, but that's because I think it yeah. borrowed a lot from um, Iron Man in terms of what the character is. He's good was like. in that. Yeah, he is. He's kind of off and just, but also Smarmy. Um, I yeah. also really liked Hugo Weaving as Red Skull. Really? Oh, yeah. That was. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. not I'm surprised. I'm not disagreeing with you um,
2: because. Holy shit! Does does he play a, a villainous son of a bitch in all of his mm-hmm. villain roles? Yeah. And I completely love him. Um, yeah,
0: I I honestly forgot him uh, forgot about him at first though. He's a real good villain for that kind of movie they're going for. Yeah, well, he
1: also disappears completely from the series, like <laughs> literally, yeah. like he's, he's been gone from an, the series a while. It's still
0: a big if he's actually dead, but I think he even has said he's not interested in coming back. So. Yeah, he doesn't want to come back, so it's, it's, okay, things were... I just have to assume he got disintegrated. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where um, he's yeah. in some other dimension, we just are never. Yeah, we'll never see. Him again. He's
2: in the Phantom Zone, just like yeah. just spinning his <laughs> yeah. I know it's a completely different universe. I don't care. I'm making the yeah. joke. Well, it's that's like-
1: actually maybe that's what happened. Maybe he ended up in the Phantom Zone, and that's why he hasn't shown up in any more movies. <laughs> you see, actually, ended
0: up in a different universe. Oh, he should have been in Lego Batman then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lego Batman! <laughs> <an> amazing. Lego <laughs> Batman has also given us our first actor in both DC and Marvel movies with Rosario Dawson. Granted, Ooh. TV Good shows. Point. Hmm. Daredevil, Batgirl. Um, but okay, so the, 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 other, the other topics I want to talk about. Well, first one is I want to know if you have any funny stories with uh, friends or family involving these movies because I have a great one. Um, at my – the office I've been working at for years, I'm one of the youngest ones there. Everybody else is like in their 50s or 60s. I have a coworker who we talk about movies a lot, um, but he has very different tastes. He prefers either classical, like older older films or – modern, like, dramas or art movies. He is not big into superheroes or blockbusters. Um, he said he he liked the Nolan Batman movies. He he was, he was saw Captain America and Iron Man, which is kind of like, eh, eh. And also, I don't know why, but I brought up animation on him once, and he just went, ugh, cartoons. Ugh. Like, I think he must have raised his kids on, like, some really shitty stuff, and he just, he won't get it. Oh,
2: cool. I love
0: this person you No, know, Here's already. the best part. Here's the capper. Here's the punchline. Mm-hmm. He saw Guardians of the Galaxy, and the next day was like, John, I love that raccoon. That raccoon was awesome. They should put him in other movies. And, yeah. um, And, in fact, there are, like, other – he talks about, like, sometimes when he sees, like, a bad, like, drama, he's like, that movie would be better if that talking raccoon was in there. And I'm like, (laughs) Steve, that raccoon represents everything you don't like. But, hey, he is awesome. And the really funny part is he can't remember the movie's name, the character's name, or the actor's name. He just keeps saying that raccoon or when's the next raccoon movie coming out. And then once he was talking about raccoon, he was like, (laughs) John, I saw a trailer for – with actor. what's his name? The raccoon guy. Bradley Cooper? Yeah, him. That's the, John, the, hilarious. that's the power of Rocky John. Raccoon.
2: John, I saw this great Tom Hanks movie where he's he's on an island and he's trapped and he has to talk to a coconut or a volleyball to be able to live. But I wish it just had that damn raccoon in that yeah. just at yeah. of time. That's not <laughs> like <far> he's <laughs> slowly what going crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys have any funny incidents with fans? Family? Really? I know it's kind of putting you on the spot. Hmm. Let me think. Give me a few seconds and I'll, I'll think. What was the wait? What's the question? Do you have anything funny in terms of like? Funny reactions and stuff you've had with friends or family with any of these movies?
1: Ah, uh, no. Just, um, I know my dad. Uh, the only one that he liked was I showed him the first Avenger, and he liked that one. Okay. He enjoyed that, but yeah. that was about it. My okay. mom is yeah. is enjoyed pretty much all of them. Yeah, my parents I think
0: generally enjoy them, but they're not invested as I am. But I've shown them. I the think
1: it's crazy that like my my mom loves the character of Groot. <laughs>
0: That's, That's another cool. funny thing. Actually, my grandmother, Garden um, Deoxy, she keeps getting the, Groot, the, the Groot's quote wrong. She thinks it's me, Groot. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's three words. Do you have the, the. Do you try to correct her? You're just like, yes. Okay. Granted, she hasn't even attempted to say it lately, but I'm convinced she still thinks it's me, Groot. <laughs> okay. You're just like, all right, <laughs> that, that'll yeah. work. Um, okay, so. I, I think we should probably get into um, – we should do our the rankings we talked about. And I want us to close off by talking about maybe predictions for stuff like what are we, what are we hoping for from like Infinity War. So okay. I'll go real quick. Um, I did mine um, – I didn't include any of the shows because I haven't watched that much. So uh, from worst to best, here's my Marvel ranking and why. Because um, I believe there are 14 movies so far. Um, 14, Incredible Hulk. Boring story, boring action, boring protagonist. This is the only MC movie that both I never saw in theaters and that I straight up dislike and I never intend to revisit voluntarily. I'm not a fan. 13, Thor the Dark World. Horrible villain, almost no dialogue. Very slow first half, and uh, some of the plot points that happen are very vague, but it's still pretty funny when it wants to be. The second half picks up, and I think the uh, climax with the whole portal tribute is very clever. 12. I have, to, I,
2: I have to admit, I forgot Dark World is even a thing. It's very
0: like I, I, like I Like I saw... Parts of Dark World, and I was
2: like, I, I cannot do this. And yeah. I think that was the first time I've ever said that with a Marvel, with an MCU film. Yeah,
0: um, twelve, Iron Man two. The plot feels a bit scattered, and the jokes in action aren't strong as the original, but it's pretty well paced and still an enjoyable one time watch. Eleven, Doctor Strange. I think that Doctor Strange himself is a pretty bland main character, and the actual plot isn't as memorable as a lot of the other movies, but. The visuals and core ideas are some of the most fascinating in any blockbuster, and I think they're cleverly used. Ten, mm-hmm. the first Thor. Uh, I don't care for the Natalie Portman romance. It feels very out of nowhere, and there's also mm-hmm. very little real action outside the opening and closing acts. But Thor's fish-out-of-water moments are really funny, and oh, I yeah. think Loki is the first Marvel villain to get some real depth. So it's Chris
1: Chris Hemsworth is really shows his – he's he got it. great comedic timing, and he they're, gets to show oh, it oh, off in so Thor. Oh, so funny.
2: Two, there are two things about Thor that I I sincerely enjoyed, and the, and the comedic, um, the comedic timing of Chris Emsworth is part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, I walked into Thor, very low expectations. I was like, "What the fuck is Thor? Who is this guy? <laughs> this is too crazy." And I, I I'll walk, and I walk in, and, and being the uh, being the space groupie that I am, who loves celestial art, who loves seeing pictures of galaxies wherever, whenever, yeah. and however he um, uh, he he wants. That, oh, opening, that opening scene yeah. of, of Thor's Kingdom blew my fucking mind. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And for the first 20 minutes, it was. And yeah, that
0: he got to Earth and you I guess you lost interest.
2: Well, all there's that. Uh, but um I didn't lose interest until the romantic stuff kinda ha- mm-hmm. kinda started to happen. I, I I do love the fact that um Chris Hemsworth loves waffles and he slams them on the table I Like on this the, drink. Uh, another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: another. And I, I desire a horse.
2: I'm like, just this this, shit, <laughs> this man is going to get me arrested if I do that one day, and that's fine. I'll I'll do that. But <laughs> um, but there's there's one thing. I mean, besides okay. Tom Hiddleston's uh, besides Tom Hiddleston's fish yeah. um, to fest, it. we're
0: running out of time. Yeah,
2: yeah. Thor flipping over the giant feast. <laughs> uh, uh, he flips over the table. Oh, right. I forgot like about piss. that. Slow I want to do that once in my entire <laughs> life. Just, just flip an entire table that's larger yeah. than I am. I just want to do it once in my life and die happy. Yeah. Okay, oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So, I'm sorry. Let me finish
0: my list so I can hear yours. Nine, Age of Ultron. Lots of cool action, good pacing, and I love Vision and Ultron, but I thought the twins were boring. Ultron doesn't appear as much as I hoped he would, uh, and this is the most cluttered feeling of the Marvel movies. I'm hoping Infinity War can avoid that, but I still really liked it. Eight, Iron Man 3. Really funny, clever, flashy, and I thought it was kind of a return to the form uh, after – after two, even though it wasn't as perfect as one, but I still really liked it. Uh, even though ignoring, I wasn't invested in the, in the Mandarin, so I wasn't as upset by that controversial change. But the actual villain, right. kind of blah. Um, okay. Seven and six are a tie. I place the first Avengers and Civil and Civil War on equal footing because I think they each have a third that slows down. For me, it's the opening act of Civil War after that initial Africa or whatever scene, and for me, it's mm. for Avengers, it's the uh, stuff on the Helicarrier. But their actual plots are solid. The characters get a lot of good playing off each other, um, and and they also have some of the most best uh, action, humor, and character moments, particularly like that last fight between uh, Steve and, and uh, Tony. It's just like, holy shit, stop. Mm-hmm. I want you to stop. Um, right. Five, Mommy, daddy, stop fighting. It's Christmas. Yeah, it is like that. Yeah. Five, Guardians of the Outlet, which I'm surprised we haven't talked about very much because it's great. I do think um, some of its more emotional parts suffer from mood whiplash, kind of like we were talking about with Power Rangers. And uh, Ronan himself, I think he's intimidating but not very – he doesn't stand out much. Aside from that one that last moment is amazing, um, but the plot itself is really solid, the characters are great, it has my favorite world of any Marvel movie, because they can just let loose, and it is really funny. I think um, the my second favorite joke in all of Marvel, in all of the MCU, is Rockets. Oh, I was just kidding about the like. I died. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if other people died as much, but I was like, that is, I did not see that coming, I love it. Um, <laughs> number four, great. Ant-Man. My biggest surprise of the whole MCU, because I wasn't expecting much going in, but I think it's... Greatly paced and written, the they make take full advantage of the shrinking and ant concepts and do group cool stuff with it. The effects are amazing, the and all the set. Of, the and maybe my overall favorite set of jokes in this series. Michael Pena, Luis, is my MVP for the Ant Man series. I oh, love he's him,
1: fantastic. I was
0: worried because for a second he's saying he wasn't called back for the sequel, but now they confirmed he is. They got to get that's Luis good. Back. He's he's,
2: he, he's he's a fan favorite.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. But, Okay, three. Captain America: The First Avenger. Super underrated in my eyes. Loved it the first time I saw it. I love the mix of that old school, like period piece, with still some, you know, futuristic sci-fi elements. The set pieces are fun. The cinematography is great, and it is a great introduction to what makes Steve Rogers who he is. And also, one of my favorite endings is um, his kind of farewell to Peggy. Like even knowing he's going to survive, it is a legit emotional scene for me. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, because it's it's the idea that they're he's going to live on. We know that. Yeah. But their relationship is just... Yeah. Horrible. It oh, it's her, the fact, her her fact that they're never going to be together is, like, really sad. Her being yeah. a
0: soldier is so sad. Just when she's, yeah. like, got dementia and, stuff, and like But he's still committed to her until she dies. Okay. Yeah, that
2: that tore me in half when yeah. I saw that. too.
0: Mm-hmm. Iron Man. It really set the standard for this whole thing. They needed to get a good, solid footing, and I think this did it. Then it helped us forgive Iron Man 2 and Hulk. Um, mm. It is hilarious writing. Some of the most intense and great action. Like, the all the... Like group terrorist fight scenes and the class fight are awesome. I love them. Um, the mm-hmm. the action is really inventive, and it's our first introduction to Tony Stark. And a lot of things we're, we're going to get, you know, be more established. I remember the first time I saw it thinking, oh, he has robots and a robot butler. That's a little outlandish. I mean, well, yeah. eight mm-hmm. years later, and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, nothing. Um, and number one, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Both, like, this movie is kind of anomaly because it is the most dark and intense the series has ever gotten. It has moments of levity and funny, but. Most of the time it is white knuckle, just like, holy shit, whoa, whoa, whoa. But it is also still brutally personal with Steve and Bucky. I think it's probably our best focus on um, Black Widow so far too. I think they do some interesting stuff mm-hmm. her because that's like her big moment to shine in terms of in terms of she's the main psychic for that movie. Um, and I just loved every minute of it. That movie is – I think it helps that it really reminded me of The Dark Knight and I'm kind of – I, I was a little disappointed that Civil War was – a lot of it was more jokey that's- and I'm –
1: that's another example of a great older actor.
0: Robert Redford's pretty good in it, yeah. Robert, Robert mm-hmm.
1: Redford coming in in that movie is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. he's
0: yeah, brought the right amount of sleaze and class. Um, right. Okay, so which of you wants to go first with your rankings? How
2: about you, Tyler? You're you're a no, guest. Go for it.
0: Okay. We'll try to go. The beginnings are pretty much
1: the same, but like just in different orders. In. Uh, Iron Man two is my least favorite one. I okay. think that it's it just never really fully materializes and it's too much of these random things that just kind of yeah. got thrown in together. It's like all scattered, like I said. All uh-huh. the stuff with Whiplash and um, Hammer feel like a completely different movie than the rest of the movie. All the stuff with Nick Fury and, and Tony feel like a different movie. Like It, it yeah. just all feels like it's all scattered all over the place. It, yeah. it
2: does It does feel very, very jumbled. But I will admit, uh, Tony getting the shit beating out of him in his own place is my favorite part of the film.
0: Mm-hmm. I have well, to admit. That's a it. good scene, yeah. Yeah. I like the fact uh, that, road, that it's Rhodey who has to take charge in that part. Mm-hmm. But okay, what's your next one?
1: Uh I'll put Incredible Hulk second. I think that it, it just uh doesn't really like it, it, I don't I barely remember anything about yeah. it. And I think that I like Edward Norton, but they didn't I don't think they had a good grasp of this character cuz I think no. even if Edward Norton played the Hulk the way Mark Ruffalo plays the Hulk it could still work. It would have still worked. Cuz mm-hmm. I think Edward Norton's talented. I think he yes. can play that, but he they, he didn't and it no. was too serious. But-
2: I'm 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 sorry. Yeah, there was a certain sort of awkwardness that Mark Ruffalo gets that at Norton important. which yeah, that at Norton which I truly respect on many levels, um just just didn't do he was for some ritual
0: archetype A type like
1: right. A. He could and he could do that. He could yeah. be yes. weird if he wants to be, but he but, wasn't, and yeah. I think that was a
0: problem. And it's funny mm-hmm. that that's one of like the least called back movies in the series other than getting General Ross back for Civil War. They they haven't really touched on anything since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's they, your next one mentioned
1: Um, next one is, uh, Thor the Dark World, Mm -hmm. uh, which is again, it's not a bad movie. It's just like, it's just a very generic movie. It's just a very, like a filler movie. And plus, once you realize that, like where, where the direction of Thor, um, Ragnarok is going that Natalie Portman's gone and Tessa Thompson's the new love interest and they're just moving forward. It's like, what was in. the point of any, uh, anything that happens in that? It Just, just yeah. to give
0: us the ether and maybe set up. They didn't even say how did Loki usurp uh, Odin? They gotta fill, that, let's fill us in on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm
1: sure we'll learn more about that in Ragnarok, okay, um, or hopefully we will. Um, next one's Age of Ultron, which is, again, not bad. It just yeah. doesn't work. Like, it's just um, – there's some good moments. There's good elements. It's fun popcorn movie, but I feel like so many more of these Marvel movies reach a higher mark.
0: So it I actually just, really mm-hmm. like Age of Ultron. It's just – it's a little overstuffed. And it also feels a little bit like filler outside of some other characters coming
1: Right. Well, I, right around here is like we're halfway, like not even less than halfway through my list, and I still like all of the movies that I'm about to name. Like, okay. yeah. So it's it's funny because it's 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 still low, but it's not bad. I, this is where I we start getting
0: it. into the upper echelon, I guess.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ant Man is next. Um, it's not completely gelled. I think the thing that hurts Ant Man the most, in my opinion, is that Edgar Wright is my all-time favorite. Yeah. Director and the fact that we didn't get him and we got peyton reed instead just puts a damper on the whole thing yeah I wonder, I all i can wonder think about is like, like what it, yeah all i what, can think about is what would edgar wright's and have been like well, like i want to see that i hope maybe they can get him back for some other movie someday i would love to see that i it seems like it's unlikely but i would yeah. i would love to see what he would do um, i'm
2: at i'm at the point when i think when i think of the what could have been i don't uh, i think of that phrase like in a very dramatic shakespearean yeah shakespearean pose f- like what could have been Edgar Wright
1: why did this happen I want to see if they ever do bring him back I think the perfect place for him to be is in that space realm I think his Mm -hmm. wheelhouse is right there with um uh, someone who got yeah Yeah, you're right I think that if you put Edgar Wright's movie in the same world of Guardians of the Galaxy I think it would have really worked
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, Edgar Wright's Howard the Duck I'm calling it. Okay. The I would be on board for that. <laughs> I, would I would. too. He's in the MCU. He, He's he te- yeah. he teasing. He's
1: Okay. Yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> next uh, movie, Tyler. Yeah. Next one is Thor. Uh, first Thor. Okay. Fun moments. Doesn't really. Um, it's a, it's one of those movies where I feel like that one works more in a bubble than most of the MC movies. It really you does. Can watch
0: that one by itself.
1: Gennifer Fran is a good director,
0: but yeah, uh, it, I think the does, only callback is did Stark build that? I don't know. Let's go see. Yeah,
1: so like when it comes to I'm excited. I'm when we get to the end. Ragnarok is something I'm
0: extremely yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah, you even talked about that. It does sound interesting
1: and to me I feel like hopefully we don't know yet for sure but it seems like they finally have figured out what they want to do with him the first two movies seem like they're two, these generic movies with this character now this yeah. third one seems like they're actually gonna do something yeah. interesting Fingers so, crossed. yeah
2: next um
0: one.
1: next one is Iron Man the first one okay uh, a lot of people have this one a lot higher on their on their list I still feel like it's a really good movie but it still feels in that like early marvel like you have like iron man 2 and incredible hulk iron man it still feels like they're working it out mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like yeah, to to they me were like they're so yeah out yet. Mm-hmm. um and so it's got great moments like the the nick fury scene and um it's it's a fun movie robert Downey jr is great in it but i feel like it still feels like there it, it's still to me, I guess it feels so much because the elements of the universe don't get introduced until the end, it still feels like one of those like early two thousand Spider Man and X Men X Men like these are just standalone movies that aren't connected to anything because yeah. you don't get to the connection. They probably the made end. it with mm-hmm. the
0: possibility of knowing that it could be standalone in mind, so that's probably part of it. Yeah. Like we, they didn't know they could do it again. Okay, next one. Uh next one's
1: Doctor Strange. Um mm. th- 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 this this movie has got a great cast uh an interesting choice in writing writer and director but they definitely pull off something that you wouldn't expect from the guys who made sinister
0: mm. um, <laughs> i've been surprised when i found out who the writer was because he was originally on one of my favorite podcasts ever Spill, um, yeah Spill, right it was carlisle from spill.com yeah. no longer with us but he switched to screenwriting which is uh-huh. kind of amazing
1: Yeah, Uh, so I was a fan of him before he became a writer. Yeah, exactly. The fact that he got to write uh, Doctor Strange is insane. But they made, you know, going from Sinister to Doctor Strange is a huge leap. But and Doctor Strange visually is probably one of the most cool looking things. Yeah, amazing stuff in that movie.
2: I I heard that it is definitely Inception on cocaine, and I am, I don't, I I know the person. Well, I know the person that told me that thought I was going to get a different reaction, but I was like, I'm down. We yeah. can do
1: this. <laughs> yeah. Thing about it, it's like, it's exactly like Inception, but when it's happening, you don't think about
0: Inception. You're good. not like,
1: yeah. you're not thinking this feels like Inception. You're like, this feels like a unique thing that just visually and is. The crazy videos did not even
0: take me out of it like I feared they would. They integrate them really well.
1: Well, oh, it's really fun and cool, and there's some yeah. good action moments, and uh, it's, a, it's a fun movie. Yep. Um. Mm-hmm. Next one is Guardians of the Galaxy which yes. I think is one of the most unique films in the series. It is a it is. lot of fun. My my it's criticisms hilarious. are weird. It's one of those movies where it's I there's so many good moments in it that like I, I remember warming up to it and liking it more and more the mm-hmm. more often I see it. It's mm-hmm. one of those movies I'm that's a same lot way, fun. And the characters are are great. So uh and the music, the soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I am pumped for the new one. Uh, mm. The next one is um, the first Captain America, which is, I think, extremely uh, underrated. I think I people don't appreciate that movie as much as... Especially because it seemed like for a long time it always was on the bottom of these kind of lists. Yeah. It be like, eh, and Captain America at the bottom. But it's one to me, least, it was one always lesser... one of my favorite ones.
0: Yeah, it was not mm. see the critics as well as the others either.
1: Yeah, but, uh, but definitely... But of those of, of I would like I said like it's obviously up here of all of those origin story movies it's definitely my favorite one
0: Yeah it's interesting Captain America is the one series where the first the first movie is feels and looks distinctly different from what came afterward mm-hmm. Oh yeah it,
1: it feels like a completely unique movie yeah. and it it's, cast it, is great so much good stuff I'm sure it was intentional
0: yeah, and now
2: that people have it more in context, I think people are starting to respect it a lot more because, so. of what, because of what it's trying to – Well, I, I've been hearing people start to warm up more to Captain America the first right. one after rewatching it I think once, in continuation.
1: Yeah, all I think the once you get to Winter Soldier and Civil War and Avengers and um, he yeah, has a bigger part in when you go back and you watch that first movie, I think you warm up to him more. You're like, oh, I, you know what, I like this. Once you start to really like that character in these other movies, when you go back and watch it, you're like, this is a lot better than I gave it credit. For.
0: And I already mm-hmm. really liked him in the first movie, so I was, I was with it from the get go. Uh, yeah, I
1: always, I always thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, next one is Iron Man 3 Shane Black's Iron Man. It, that's all you have to tell me. Like, a lot of people <laughs> get annoyed with some of the things that they did, the twists and stuff yeah. like that. To me, it is exactly what I wanted from Shane Black's Iron Man. There's and a
0: twi- there is a twist in Iron Man three. The Mandarin,
1: Mandarin is not actually. Oh, the uh, in the original comics, a le- he's a legit threat. I I kind of liked him, but I was
2: all um, but I didn't really know that much about the Mandarin. Well, yeah. I the
1: thing is that the Mandarin is actually uh, a super villain. Killian yeah that's really the mandarin that the, the the character that you always thought was the mandarin isn't actually a mandarin it was one of those twists that i thought was so out of left field and so crazy and so much fun yeah, i had it personally spoiled
0: for this. me before i saw it and i wish i hadn't because that scene where he like first comes out of the bathroom was like oh ladies i would have loved to be like Wait, what the fuck i, I did happening? i have to admit
2: when i saw uh, when i saw the scene um that we're talking about with ben kingsley um i love ben kingsley to death so I did kind of forgive it after a while. When I walked out of the theater, I was like, was that supposed to be in a Mandarin? I saw it with my brother and he was like, yeah, but the Mandarin so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, okay. That, that's how, that's how I left out of it. Yeah. Um, upon seeing it again, I do warm up to Ben Kingsley a little bit more and knowing mm. that the MCU is trying to do different things. I do kind of respect it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's where I am. Oh, yeah. by the way, by the way, by the way, guys, um, I know we're coming close on nine o'clock, but just for the sake of flow, it is okay if we go if um, if we go over.
0: Sweet. Okay. All right. next mm-hmm.
1: movie. Um, well, I was just gonna say, *Iron Man* three also has uh, a great sequence with Adam Pally. Um, Ty Simpkins is really good in it. Yeah. I like him a lot. I love that. Game. And um, that that one sequence where he goes in, he infiltrates this thing without. He doesn't have his suit, and he's just making gadgets up as he goes along mm-hmm. and it has that great scene where not only has he has the whole Dora watch sequence where he's like tied like up and he item. gets the suit. But mm-hmm. when he like, he like is about to like hit that one guy and he goes, uh, dude, I just work here. My boss is so weird. and I, don't know anything to do with this. <laughs> I love that. It's such a great moment. Um, yeah. so I love Iron Man three. Um, next one is Captain America, civil war. Um, so many great elements. The the sequence at the airport is so much fun. Yeah. Um, I love Zemo. I think he is a great villain. I love
0: I should have brought she him was... up. He's very unique as the MCU villains go.
1: Yeah, and Daniel Brühl is a fantastic actor.
0: Yes. And... Have you seen Rush?
1: Yes. Oh, he's great in
0: Rush. He and Chris so are both Seven awesome. Wars.
1: Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite scenes in Rush is there's like Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brühl hate each other the whole movie. They're constantly fighting with each other. And mm-hmm. They can't stand each other. And there's a scene where late in the movie, this reporter like disparages Daniel yes! Brühl and makes Daniel Brühl. And Chris Hemsworth meets him the hallway and beats the shit out of him. It's such, such a good and moment. And it's such an amazing moment where it's like, it's, it's that classic like, no, I hate that guy, but you do not dare disrespect him. You yeah. th- that that person is important just because I don't like him doesn't mean I'm not going to kick the shit out of you for yeah, Rush. he
0: still has just, respect for him. Chris, have you seen Rush? I have not seen Watch Rush it sometime, it's really good. You only talk about it, yeah, like, yeah. Some, yeah. Okay, uh, keep going. Uh, anyway, uh, Civil War,
1: yes, but yeah, Zemo is fantastic in the movie, he is very different from all of the other Marvel villains, and he never, and, and I think the fact that it doesn't necessarily have a natural villain like the he's even you don't even hate him at the end of the movie. I mm-hmm. think that is something that's really sets that movie apart. Uh, I do have
2: I do have to admit that that particular villain was a bit of a change for the Marvel Cinematic yes. Universe, and a change that I liked,
0: especially when you compare um, it to his comic version.
2: Yeah, because I mean, I, I was coming off of Ultron. Uh, by, by the time Civil War came out, mm-hmm. and I, I dug old, uh, I dug uh, uh, Avengers too, but I didn't dig it that much. I was like, I like this movie. I didn't love it, but I liked it. So when I and one of my issues that um, that I started having with MCU is, obviously, as we've discussed, was the villains have become kind of hit or miss, uh, depending on your level of variety. Um, so coming off of Zemo, while I didn't love Zemo, um, I did get a sense that he was a human character. Mm-hmm. I got a sense that I could... Uh, not necessarily that I could connect with him, but I got to see him struggle on a human level, kind of like how Tom Hiddleston did as, as Loki yeah. throughout his, on, you know, through his growth.
0: Like, no superpowers, no super technology. He was just a broken man who wanted who he realized he, like, the only way to truly destroy the Avengers is to have them Terry Charles. part. Like, I got him. and 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 the fact
1: that like I, I rail against the DC movies all mm-hmm. the time, but mm-hmm. he is a character. The whole movie is this is us dealing with what happened in Ultron. Mm-hmm. And we and need to deal with this. And he's a character that comes out of that. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. it does. It's not disconnected. It's the, a, these like are... we're talking about this thing. And also, this is where this guy comes from. Whereas, yes. like in uh, Batman yes, versus dude. Superman, the conflict would very naturally come out of what happened it's at the end of, to... front of the Steel. but they mm-hmm. don't do that. They would create yeah. a new dumb conflict. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's funny mean, it
0: starts with that conflict, then it turns into something completely different. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, well, let's not tarnish this.
1: And then uh, next one is The Avengers. Um, okay. God, it's such a fun movie. And it it really it's, it's one of those where when it was in theaters, I saw it all the time because it's yeah. such a fun movie where you finally like the spectacle of these characters being together for the first time ever and seeing them work together. That
0: whole New York climax is just glorious. It really oh, yeah. is
1: and it's just it's it's so much it's such a fun movie with great dialogue and great character pieces and Uh, yeah um,
2: definitely definitely um definitely and that that the team-up shot is really iconic and it's super cool i have to admit though when ultron started up and they had their team-up shot and they're just like rushing from from screen left i'm like
1: i i lost my shit what What is um, what is the (laughs)
0: infinity war team-up shot gonna be like because i don't know oh man (laughs) Well, well, we'll, get it's, gonna we'll
1: be, get it's just going to be a frame of like a thousand people it's going to be several screen. shots.
0: But OK, Tyler, uh, next Okay.
1: And, it's, and coincidentally enough, I think it's just, it's just it naturally kind of played out this way. And I don't think it's intentional. But the two movies at the top of my list are the two Marvel movies that were filmed in Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> because the next one is and my my number one is Winter Soldier, which is just mm-hmm. such a great movie. Like fantastic film. From start to finish, it's so much fun. The action is fantastic. I remember, it came out the same year that the Raid Two came out, and I was like, I I was I remember seeing this movie, and I was like, shit. I think Raid Two might be the only movie that comes out this year that's going to be able to top Civil War for Mm -hmm. for or Winter Soldier Soldier action Mm -hmm. because the action sequences are just amazing, and and the blending of the special effects like really fits together with everything like it's, it's even technically most one of the biggest like cgi set piece like the scene where he like uh destroys that helicopter when he's like leaving the shield yeah that shit that's was great yeah and it doesn't <laughs> feel like an insane cgi set piece like it is but it's like one of the few ones and it doesn't really like, you don't feel like oh I guess we're just gonna watch this now like it just feels organic it's, I think it's...
0: That technically it's one of the least spectacle heavy MCU films because so much of it in like the middle is just hand-to-hand combat there's yeah vehicles there's
2: a point where Steve um where Steve is fighting with Bucky hand to hand yeah and, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of film buffs like to like to remark about you know when you're doing an action scene do not cut in the, in the middle of an action because it disjoints the right. uh, it, it, it destroys the pacing of the action and Batman confuses it, the Bourne movies. Michael Bay movies, Michael yeah. Bay, yeah. That, yeah. Um The Marvel movies has a little bit of that and Winter Soldier has a little bit of that, but they drag out fight sequences a little longer. And there's a point where Steve and Bucky are just, they're just going move for move. And there's a point where Bucky tosses the dagger up in the air and they're uh-huh. fighting and he catches it and then tries to stab Steve and I... I, I, I died. Is that what Chris just to uh, like Dan? And he's like guiding I, I the arm. I left this mortal Kombat uh, for a split second.
1: I'm like, so that was
0: <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. That's that's but it. No, 100. Yeah. percent Yeah. Um. So, Tyler's okay. We do Chris's list. Yeah. All right, Chris. Your Marvel okay. ratings.
2: Um. Mine is actually a little shorter. Um. Right. I, I say that because um I've recently become very very saturated um, oversaturated with super Hill, uh, yeah, hero films. Yeah, so I've been taking a bit of a break. I've, I've been skipping out on Doctor Strange and and a few other movies just so I can get the
0: excitement back. Um, or Infinity War, I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, whatever Avengers 4 is. Uh,
2: and uh, everybody's getting very excited for the new Guardians that's coming out. Yep. So I want to be able to retain that excitement instead of just going, Ugh, another superhero film. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I go. that makes sense. But, um I do have some favorites, and okay. even though my list is relatively short, um, I do like them for many of the reasons that you guys have already gleefully stated. That's your- um, well, starting at number three, uh, I got to say, I did dig Guardians of the Galaxy much more than I thought I would. I actually <laughs> oh, skipped, yeah. out. Um, I skipped out on Guardians because I was like, this is when I'm going to just take a step back and just, and, and catch it a little later uh, later on. Yeah, That is the other edge of the sword that I did not anticipate, because I wound up missing something that, when I caught it on video, holy shit, did I have a good time. Uh, I see in theaters. Yeah, I, 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 I liked it a lot. Now, um, there were points where I felt it, uh, that the like uh, Tyler mentioned, uh, where the tone kind of shifts a little dramatically.
0: Yes, the middle, Those, like the the bridge between Act Two and Three is kind yeah, of yeah,
2: Um, But there's things that I still ultimately like. Um, and there's a point in the film, ah, I forget his name, Thanos. There's a point yeah. in the film where Thanos his actually has he has some good, legit dialogue, and it's. When you take it in context to who he is, it is fucking frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, that movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, actually made me go back and read up about who Thanos is. Mm-hmm. And that guy's a crazy motherfucker. I do not want to meet him That's ever impressive. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two? Uh, uh, number two, I have to say, comes Avengers. Uh, and I can watch each and every one of the uh, uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films uh in their seclusion and in their independence of one another still get a sense of what they mean to the general general scheme but i can they do feel kind of lonely at some point and i do need to be grounded every now and then uh just to bring me back home to what avengers is and that is the coming together of all these massive personalities starting with sam jackson working (laughs) his way down to robert downey uh, working his way up to robert downey jr and steve um and chris evans i was about to call him steve evans um Working together with Chris Hemsworth and and Mark Ruffalo and and fucking goddamn ScarJo, who is just yeah. oh my god and and, uh, and uh, I I can't forget uh, I forgot Hawkeye's name I feel very Maybe very better. bad but forgive me Jeremy Renner because um, he had an amazing role in Ultron and that was fucking glorious um but having them all come together and put aside their differences to work for a common goal I know that is fucking cheesy as hell but goddamn did They executed with such geeky brilliance. (laughs) I can't get over just how good and how fun that movie is that every now and then I can just look at it and be like, I get this movie. I I don't I can I can sit back and watch something like Iron Man one and love it, uh, but I can sit back and see just what it means in the grand scheme of things and how this how this one film that. Everyone was really questioning. Kind of exploded into this billion-dollar thing, and is now what people come to. uh, What people kind of jizz their pants over a million times over when it comes to the giant thing that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love Avengers, and that's that.
0: that Really was the movie. I think for most people, cemented like this thing's here to stay.
2: Yeah, that was super good. But above Avengers, as we've all already noted, I put down Winter Soldier. Yep, yep, because. More than being the giant geek out fest that I love, Avengers for being the uh, Winter Soldier brings, uh, t- um, takes some of the elements of Avengers and grounds them into what I feel is a better, p- what I feel is a more realistic part of our world. Because mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the real world, the re- <laughs> uh, as far as um, as far as politics as we know it, there is real espionage that happens, and. Chris Evans has to deal with that. <laughs> he has to yeah. deal with the good side of that. He has to deal with the bad side of that. And he has to know who his friends are. Um, knowing that, I I walked in um I, I walked into my grandmother watching Winter Soldier. And I skipped out on that film too. And, oh. and I sat down with it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is such, I don't want to say a real film because hold there's, there's a guy who destroyed an entire helicopter off yeah. his bike. But there, there are elements about that film that that t- brings it so that brings Avengers so much closer to Earth. It is the best-rounded ma- MCU film. It it makes me feel like not only do these uh, not only can these it makes it makes it much more believable for me. And not only that, cin- um, cinematic um, cinematically, I think it's like, I think it's I don't want to say it's perfect, but. You feel a sort of tension that you don't get from this sort of um, from some of the other Marvel Cinematic Universe films. There's a there's a point where, and you guys know this very well, where Chris Evans walks into an elevator, oh. another, another guy walks into oh, yeah. another guy, and you. You get the sense that these guys are getting beefier every time they walk into that. Is there a gym on every level? What's yeah. going
1: on here? I love how that that seems amazing because the action sequence fantastic. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, oh, the, two, the two things I like is like, one, he looks around and he sees these people are like, the one guy's clutching his weapon, the other one's sweating, and he just goes, so does anybody want to get off, or are we just gonna do this? Like, uh, like is- that threat, and before, and before anybody reacts, he just like, oh, I, we're about to all fight. Like, I, I know the yes. context of this, and then right after that, there's that moment where he like, he he goes to get out of the elevator, and he sees all these people coming. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, so he X. like, so he like to the next floor, and he opens the door again, and sees a boy people. He's like, okay, I just gotta bail. Yeah, <laughs> like, get
2: there is there is so much suspense in that moment where you see like so many people coming into coming into that elevator box. Yeah. Where it's it feels very, very visceral. Like you feel the texture yes. of
0: sweat it coming did off really that a really good guy's job brow. of uh, of hitting you right then or how bad it's, this threat is. And yeah. it is just such a tense movie compared to the It really it, it, it like, really is. You never know what's on. Like like when they've got that guy hostage and in the middle of his speech, Winter Soldier just grabs him into the front of into the path of an oncoming truck. It's just yeah. you never well, know when things amazing. are about to escalate. And that again. guy
1: was a character on Agents of Shield, like he was on all the time. Yes. <laughs> and he just it just got gone in the middle of that movie. And I was like, Jeez. oh my God. <laughs> There's uh,
2: uh uh what about the part where um Sam Jackson is just, just cruising his oh. way down down DC. Now DC is always fucking crowded. So I don't know how he got into like a very easy going in intersection. The Marvel universe, like
0: it's nice.
1: <laughs> Actually, okay. Straight up again. Movie was shot in Cleveland, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Watch if you watch that sequence. Watch mm-hmm. that sequence, and then go watch the new Fate of the Furious trailer. Oh my God! Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> Vin Diesel pulls up to that same exact scene <laughs> <section laughs> where that scene takes
0: place. Guys, the, Fast the, and the Furious fast... is actually MCU. That's gonna be the big twist and. might as well oh, be because man, Sam. I love it. I Sam
2: Jackson and Vin Diesel might also well just pass each other and I just know, give each other uh, Dom, very I'm silent nods.
0: Like the Dom, what? Dom Dom's can right, meet Groot. <laughs> That's fine. But okay, am okay. talking about I'm the okay story. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna, but is whoa, whoa. family?
2: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's family.
1: Groot is
0: family.
2: <laughs> um, damn, I just got you guys threw me off track. I'm sorry. Um, but. Sam Jackson rolling down that uh, rolling down that intersection and having to bust through all those cops and oh. you, fe- I mean it starts out it starts out, it starts out pretty wide at first and then as the guns start shooting as as the weapons get a lot more intricate and a lot more explosive
0: They're like piston you get- thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
2: you get closer oh. in on Sam Jackson's face. You see the blood coming from his <laughs> nose. He's, hurt. he's yelling
1: at the car. He's yelling at the car. <laughs> the, car. Well, the, the best part is it's such a, its so intense. It's so intense, and 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 he's trying to get out, but like nothing's working. He goes, "What is working?" And it's like AC <laughs> it's full <of> capacity. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. This scene is so good. It that should not scene, be so good. I think that's the scene that makes me... That, that was when I realized, oh, this is going to be fantastic. Because yeah, I, I like, was not excited about Winter Soldier going in because the trailers were like, oh, man, it, the settings, the period pieces, piece is be a more generic action movie. And, you know, the first 10 minutes, was like, hey, it's pretty good. But then that one was like, oh, my God, I am in. Like, the moment that car, out of nowhere, like, smashes into him, it's, you're like, Ooh, oh, my God, this is... The
1: part when he goes, when he is... The amazing thing is that is an awesome sequence that yeah. greatly... Like, I was literally... Guys, I'm not joking when I say this. Hmm. I feel very attached to that that sequence <laughs> in the movie because I was literally there. Jeez, my, yeah. I, I, my room is on that street. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. So well, you that, that, look down that, and there's like
2: a four wheeler there's like a four wheeler tipped
1: upside down, <laughs> and I, Sam Jackson just crawling to yeah. and <laughs> and a man. Not the street where he um where he first meets up with them. But once the chase starts, mm-hmm. uh, most of that is on Euclid Avenue, which is. Wow. Right where I was. And I would literally, I walked through that, the, the, uh, sequence of that chase on my way to get lunch one day. That's and
2: awesome.
1: I passed the SUV and looked at all the bullet holes and all the, and all of the the wreckage and just got to like walk through that. And it was, was- amazing.
2: I was fucking joking. Oh. And you're just like, yeah, I was there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Whoa. It was amazing. Like I, I, I didn't see any of it happen. There was another, there's a deleted scene that actually was shot outside of my bedroom. Like I literally wow. could see my bedroom from the scene. Oh, it's, a, it's a deleted sequence. And it's a good thing screen.
0: Chris brought this up. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> it was, it was so cool to like see it. And like, See him driving down, but like that chase sequence is amazing and it's it's exciting and it's winding. And then as soon as the Winter Soldier shows up, it just goes, yeah. it, Sick, yeah. goes like, there's so some... the intensity ratches it up. It's it such gets, oh shit yeah. It gets like it goes from fun action sequence to this dude is about to fuck
0: get him wrecked. Out. Like it's yeah. It's, Nuts!
2: And not only that, he can wreck Steve. Like he can be, he can stand toe to toe with Steve. I wish
0: the trailer hadn't spoiled the first time Steve throws the shield. And he just turns around and, he and catches, catches it. That's the only time you get a good look at his face. Uh, that part, yeah. me, me and my
1: friend watched that on my phone in between classes, and we <laughs> literally freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> like we we just started like jumping around, like oh my god! <laughs> yeah.
0: Listeners, if we haven't made it clear, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier kicks ass. It does it does? Yeah. If you
2: haven't seen it already, please take some time. My
0: favorite movie. The yeah. fact
1: that the Winter Soldier tops Avengers, like the movie where like all of these characters like meet, mm-hmm. is insane. Mm-hmm. But it's so much fun. Like that is hands down one of my my favorite. I, I
0: really think. hope the Russos can recapture some of that like visceral stuff for uh, uh, Infinity War. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely.
1: I, I I have a lot of faith in them. Yeah. The, the the elevator sequence in that movie is amazing because it's such a close. Like it's you are you're in an elevator, as a fight sequence in a very small elevator, and it's a long one,
0: it's good, and you
1: it's claustrophobic, but not in but and it's also believable, but it, yeah. and it never feels like, like Ele- it's like a fight sequence inside an elevator.
2: Yeah, it's elevator, like- elevators always feel very awkward, and it's just always because I mean, at least, uh. It's always because you're you're getting into someone's personal space. You're in a tight
0: and, space with strangers usually.
2: Yeah. So I mean, you can tell someone's a great writer when they take just the the ferocity of what violent thing can happen in an elevator, and you ratchet it up to superhero proportions. Yep. It's 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 cool stuff. Uh, Yes, it's, by all means. Please watch Winter Soldier if you haven't already. Or just watch it just because you like the film. I don't fucking watch, know. Watch just First Avenger
0: first. I think it makes the Bucky stuff have, some more, have more of an impact. Yeah, um, I, I can with that. I think we should, now would be probably a good time for us to start bringing things to a close. Um, uh, okay. Chris, I do appreciate <laughs> you giving us the buffer, but I don't want to keep you up all night. Okay, um, uh, and It's amazing just because... There's just so much stuff like we we didn't even mention Black Panther and or, we, we, or how we, awesome Black, Spider-Man Look, it seems to be now.
2: Black, Black Panther is something I'm super interested in. And I I really should stress that if you guys ever if you listeners out there ever have the chance, please check out the Marvel series on Netflix via Jessica Jones, yes. Luke Cage, Daredevil. All, all three of them I highly recommend because yeah. I actually, because more than MCU, I actually like those more than the MC, uh, that, MCU. Those guys. are the
0: most grounded things because you don't have the yeah. money for all the effects. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I haven't heard good things about Iron Fist, but
2: – Yeah, I haven't watched that yet, but I haven't heard good things but about defenders that either. defenders sounds promising still. So. <laughs> well, yeah. to me,
1: I feel like like some people are harsher on these things. I think a lot of people kind of said that Luke Cage falls off um, around the middle section. Like It kind of does yeah um but like it's mostly fun some people love it so yeah i I think it's just kind of a a personal taste thing i
2: i do i do love luke cage but i have to agree with the with the sentiment that towards the middle it does kind of it it does sort of i I don't want to say it flatlines, but it gets to the point where you're kind of you're kind of used to some of the things that happen or uh and you're just like "Mm, okay i'm gonna have to stick around for this and that's that's what that's that's what binging does it gets you kind of used yeah. to it you kinda- it kind of
0: hit me i think it'll be a fun idea someday tyler are you up to date on the netflix series no I mean, no you're not you're, you're, you're we both i've have seen fun. i
1: i've seen about half of the first season of daredevil half of the first season of jessica
0: jones and that is it i'm halfway <laughs> through Daredevil's first season. that's it but i maybe someday if we ever get up to date, we should all three of us get back together to talk about those that'll be fun our, yeah. that'll be its own mm-hmm. crazy conversation sure but um yeah, I think it's it's saying a lot that we, we still have. There's still a lot we haven't touched on, and maybe sometime after, like by the time Avengers three three and four done, we can reconvene also to discuss every a lot of stuff we haven't talked about yet. I'm uh, down, but we should,
1: yeah, and hopefully maybe we could get a uh, get
0: Dave in here because uh, me yeah.
1: me and him we, they used to go up on the feed, but now we we typically put them. You should do spoiler talks for the movies. I miss those. Yeah, I, I want to get them back on the feed because I think that they're easier like
0: last one uh, was Civil War I think you guys didn't do uh, Doctor Strange because you're the only one who saw it yeah I don't even know if Dave's seen it yet but yeah,
1: yeah it's one of the things where the, uh, I love uh, I love Doctor talking Strange. about the, the MCU films with him so yeah
0: yeah, and I'd like to get uh, all the other co-hosts on the event I, I think uh, we might try Felipe next as he also responded um, mm-hmm. but Bianca and Dave would be nice and Mark probably too but I haven't I haven't talked with him directly yet on a show but uh, mm-hmm. I've reached out to him a couple times, a couple times. but um I think it's it's great that we started recording this earlier than usual, and Chris was willing to go past our normal deadline because this is easily yeah. going to be our longest episode ever, and it, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it, it is, is last <laughs> all the Power Rangers and Marvel talk, and uh, man, I never imagined we'd get so much into the WWE, Hanna Barbera cartoons. Oh yeah,
1: I we think did talk that did add, <laughs> add a lot of chunk of this, I, and plus, you know, like to me, this is like uh, I, right now I'm in a a place where I, a lot of the stuff I like is putting out good content, and that's mm-hmm. a that's a that's like the world falling apart as it is elsewhere i think that one of the great things um is being able to like escapism
0: just...
1: escapism, mm-hmm. and being able to enjoy stuff the fact that it's uh only april and i've seen a lot of good movies this year and yeah. they're big budget
0: movies this is and... an amazing year for video games too i don't yeah. know if we talked about that chris like zelda horizon resident Evil 7 um a lot of other stuff in game, but and it's just getting started. Like,
2: if we're gonna, um, if we're gonna, if we're gonna mention movies, just really quick. I mean, by all means, listeners, uh, go check out Power Rangers when you have a chance. I honestly haven't seen it yet, so I know that's a bit weird, but still, I'm going to check it out. But if Tyler and John say it's pretty good, you know, I say if you're a Power
0: Rangers fan, good. but yes, we it's still generally yeah. enjoyable.
2: Mm-hmm. Vlog is in trouble. Go ahead. I also saw Logan. Logan is pretty
1: good. Oh, too. Logan's fantastic. I really
0: got to see Logan. I want to try and see this week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it sounds up my
1: alley. It is unlike, like, like for me, the X-Men movies are hit and miss. I really liked First Class. The yeah, first couple of X-Men of movies favorite. are good. But um, the Wolverine movie, like, the last one was okay. The first one was terrible. And the first one was terrible. And so I I didn't know what to, like, I was like, oh, Logan, the trailer for Logan looks really good. I, I'm amazing. excited to see this. The movie just completely blew me away with how it it is not... It's unique. a superhero movie. Yeah, It is, like it is very much – it is a – it came out the same weekend as the Oscars, and I was like, I would put this up against half of the Best Picture yeah. nominees. That's what I as love about Dark Knight. Movie. Dark Knight
0: isn't really a superhero movie. It's a crime suspense thriller that happens to time. With superheroes in it. Yeah. That is
1: – the Dark Knight is probably the closest thing I would compare Logan oh, to. Oh, I got to see Logan then. Here. I got to yeah. see yeah.
0: Logan. Holy shit. Because it's
1: Lo- – and, and I personally – I think I might even like Logan a little bit more than wow. Dark Knight. But I wow. love elements of the Dark Knight a lot.
2: You know, I think but I it's can think like, that.
1: It's it's the fact that it's it is literally like it feels like a prestige film. Like it feels like this is a movie where oh well, naturally at the end of the year we'll be saying Hugh Jackman and and um, Patrick Stewart will be nominated for Logan because they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little girl is amazing in Logan. She's yeah, a, okay. she blew blew me away. Like these the performances of everybody in the movie are fantastic, and it just They're- it's it's so good.
2: There are a lot of good directing choices in it too. It's not—I yep. mean, you've seen clips of the of, of the little girl fighting as well, but you never get a sense of how much presence she has in that film yeah. until you start watching
0: it. That that girl has presence, <laughs> yeah. and it's awesome. One other movie, because we're talking about good year for movies, I'm, I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna wait until I've gotten a list of a uh, political fatigue. Apparently, <laughs> Get Out is fantastic. Get Out is. Oh awesome.
1: yeah. Get Out's amazing,
0: and I love the fact that it's done so well because I think it shows that a lot of audiences are finally rec- being more responsive to this kind of thing. And it paints it, a promising picture for. Uh, it was Peele who, who wrote and directed. Yeah, it. And yeah. I'm excited to see where he goes next with movies. Oh, There's me, r- me too. There's a rumor going. Uh, obviously,
2: he's going. He's trying to make like a universe of these films, or he's trying to create oh. like more, more. Uh, he
1: said more he has like a bunch of ideas for movies like it, like yeah. like that. These like horror movies based
0: around. Political and technical yeah. technological yes. things so long that are happening feel, in our society. He doesn't feel like they don't feel like rehashes. I'm I'm up for that.
2: Yeah, he all there's a rumor going around that he might be trying to write the Akira film. I'm not sure if that's I, true. Yeah, or not.
0: it, it they,
1: they There is a rumor going around that he's being courted to make Akira. Okay, but, but if, get, if, Akira.
2: If, if 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 Get Out was any indication, I am so down for him doing Akira. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that's um, a great movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I will see. I will see it eventually. Um, yeah. And, but I think it's about a good time to start wrapping things up. So Tyler, other than, obviously I'm going to recommend we, you and me and Tyler will definitely recommend you listen to Generation Animation. If you like this show, I think you'll find a lot of crossover appeal in terms of the stuff they talk about. But Tyler, where can they find you on like social media and such if they want to follow you?
1: Uh, I'm on Twitter at Tyler Moliterno, which is not an easy thing. But if you type, I think if you type in Tyler Swift, you'll probably find me. I'm the cartoon um, avatar uh, guy. Um so shouldn't be too hard, but it's at T Y L E R M O L I T E R N O. Um Cool. That's mostly what I do. And then like generation animation. Uh check the show out. It's fun. Uh, it, it's literally it's one of those things where like we like like RBR, the community around that show is always like um Kind of been a fun thing, so I kind of knew Dave. I kind of knew Felipe. I yeah. kind of knew Bianca. You guys met through RBR, what? I like. Yeah, and, but it was like we didn't really know each other too well. It's not like we all hosted that show together. No. We were kind of like we were like sidekick characters. You like Bianca hmm. called
0: in originally, right?
1: Yeah, me and Bianca actually we competed on a trivia contest episode. Oh, yeah. So we like it was me versus her that was probably the only time I ever interacted with her and like I knew Felipe he hosted the show yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for a while and Dave was like a runner up in the co-host search and he was been like a stand like a big part of that show for a while but again supporting yeah. and Felipe came to me and was like a lot like actually before Generation Animation he was like I want to do a music podcast and you have interesting views on music so I think you would be a good host and I was like oh that would be cool Never materialized. And a couple years later, that we basically, there was an anime podcast called Generation Animation on Fanoff that dissolved. And the one host of RBR, Will, who made the Power Rangers thing, <laughs> was like, he was like, we have the rights to Generation Animation and we're not using it. Start and fresh. yeah, he gave it to Felipe and Felipe went to me and Dave and uh, Bianca. And uh, now, five years later, we're still doing it. And it's fun because we have this list that's extremely daunting thanks to our fans of people putting stuff they into the them. list yeah um but at the so it's it's like we have like this goal of like that we're never going to i can't even imagine yeah, it's possible so long but um like, we're dedicating an entire year of the podcast to just only doing things on the list, and it's yes. still something we're never you gonna guys try. are
0: mainly taking things that are just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for you, sometimes do specials for like just things that are just out, like usually stuff that just comes out, like, or, like Utopia and awesome. Moana and Inside yeah. Out and like other big yeah. animated. You just oh, you just did one for Lego Batman, right? Which cool. Uh,
1: yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where you know it's more it's like. Yeah, and I, I don't like anime, and so to me, I watch anime on the show, even though I'm not a fan of it. It mm-hmm. makes me see a bunch of stuff I
0: never would have watched you on my own. You Tiger and Bunny through my suggestion. Yeah, it's there a I fun go. show. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, check I, it out. T- I definitely do want to try and get more of the co-hosts on. Um, Chris, I can say safely, you would get along great with Dave because he is the biggest Japanophile of the group. I'd say. Awesome. Awesome. He is. He's actually. He's good has he, has he traveled there a few times? Yeah, he's been to Japan.
2: Yeah. Oh, I am so damn jealous right now. And he's All a classy right. Brit. He's yeah.
0: a classy Brit. Yes, the he SN is. is in full force. Nice. Okay. Uh, Our
1: ad. I don't know if you can hear it anymore, and I don't know if you've ever heard it, John, because I have. It never played on. Oh, you ha- you heard the ad that played the Generation at one point. In, oh yeah, yeah. So we have we have this ad. It's literally like. Uh, it's uh, Generation Animation, and it's Dave just yelling, God fucking damn it! <laughs> yes, this, he's so this, good this at it. Anything about our show except that it's like Dave, this British guy, getting really angry.
0: <laughs> Generation Animation. God fucking damn it! And he's <laughs> really not that loud, which is pretty funny. No. I think you and Bianca are the ones who get like super enthusiastic or angry most of the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd say well, to sum I... it up uh, Felipe is the straight man, Dave mm-hmm. is the. Uh, the very calm and collected one, uh, more southern, Felipe, I guess uh, you you are the jokester. Bianca is super <laughs> enthusiastic about things she loves or hates, uh, and Mark is the cynic, but in a good way.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I know. I think I was talking this to actually like to people the other day because I just mm-hmm. when I was in Orlando with people who yeah you did that recently. I was talking to people, but uh, I always joke because Bianca Bianca is the only person on the show where if I pick something that she doesn't like, it she makes do me it. feel bad. <laughs> like, uh. the, episodes, the episodes are always like, like, I always get scared that she's not gonna like it because then it's just like, fuck, now I have to well, listen to her
0: complain uh, about this. There, <laughs> well, there have been a, a bunch of times, like, I, I remember when you picked Equestria Girls just as a prank and she says, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not gonna do that episode. Get someone else. I think I if she, think, like, think she really doesn't want to, she's just gonna let you know, like, no.
1: I picked mm-hmm. Freebirds because I was like, oh, we could do, like, a oh, fun, yeah. like, how did this get made episode about this. by it. Like, yeah. Like... Did not go the way I wanted it to.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and I was t- I was telling you t- earlier today on Facebook, it is such a good thing she couldn't make your Rick and Morty episode. Oh, uh, yes. because rape jokes are a hot topic for trigger for her, and then Mr. <laughs> Jelly Bean just- happened.
2: Oh, Mr. Jellybean! God damn it!
1: Uh... Oh, stay, go with the flow. <laughs> uh, <it's, what> <laughs> that episode's so good, except for that part is so uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> I that episode, such a
2: fucking tease. I'm like, oh my god, where and is that was this Tom show Kenny going? Doing the voice. Yeah, it was that so that tricks that tripped me out a little bit more. I think when I first saw that episode, like in its entirety, um, I caught that clip before I saw the episode. Oh. But then, but then I caught what the Mister Meeseeks were. Mister Meeseeks, and, amazing! Yeah, and seeing them just fucking annihilate each other in like a swath of bloody depression, I. That did not – that actually sat worse with me <laughs> the, the, uh, than the Rape one. Right was someday. bad.
0: We need to do yeah. Rape someday. But, um, okay, we probably should draw things to a close. I don't want you to be up all night, Chris. Yeah, uh, sure, okay. But, okay, so, Chris, where and where can people find you on, on social media?
2: People can find me at Sparkflow um, Films on Twitter.
0: Sparkflow um, Flims,
2: got it. Flims, no, don't do that. <laughs> They'll probably take you somewhere else, and I cannot uh, guarantee your safety there. Um, Sparkflow Films on Twitter is where you can find me.
0: Okay, um, and you can find me at Behonkis, B-E-H-O-N-K-I-S-S, on Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube. Um, and I'm gradually uploading some of our older episodes to my YouTube channel to help with promotion. But you, obviously, if you want to uh, stay up to date, uh, subscribe to our feed on iTunes or Stitcher or or, or our Twitter at SketchWatchPlay. That's all the name of our Facebook page. Um, and before we head out, I should let you know I've finally finalized things with Chris. Um I'm still, I still don't like to say who our guests are ahead of time just in case they bail at the last minute. Like, I didn't want to announce who that title was on until this was recorded and finalized. Like, even before the episode's published, I, put, I let people know what we're doing. So I'll let people know once this is, fi- uh, you know, exported that you're going to be on. Uh, mm. But we did finalize for our next episode. Um, we're going to be doing uh, in – going on the theme of a certain recent uh, controversial Hollywood adaptation, we're going to be doing a general overview of the Ghost wonder in the what he, Shell. I
1: wonder what it could be. Yeah, what could it be? We're going to be doing an uh,
0: overview of Ghost in the Shell, the original uh, anime TV and movies, and our co-hosts will have seen the movie, the uh, ScarJo movie. I might try and see it as well. Um, I've actually not seen the series outside of the original movie, so I think it's going to be interesting, a good way for me to really dive in.
2: Okay.
1: Chris is
0: apprehensive cuz he told me he's kind of burnt out on controversies about the movie. Uh, um, yeah. Originally our uh, guest suggested just the movie and I'm like, "Let's let's make things a little broader. I feel like I'm, I'm enough." I- I'm just burnt out on hearing about the Ghost in the Shell movie. That's right. all. We'll, uh, we'll be talking about just that. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, again, thank you so much to Tyler for being able to do this. This has been our longest episode ever, but it, it might be a yeah, for one of my favorites, too. It's a yeah, blast. Thank, thank you nice. guys for
1: having me, I had we'll a definitely, good
0: time. We will definitely have to have yeah. back sometime on some of the other hosts. But, Thanks for uh, coming along, Tyler. Yes, oh, well, but, uh, but I am John Flurry. I'm Christopher Wade. And and I'm Tyler oh, there no. we go yes that is a tradition that I don't want to spoil to people but if you listen to Generation Transition <laughs> from the beginning it is an unintentional uh, running joke but uh, and we wish you, you a good the night most crucial time. yeah we wish you a good night and we're off to eat some shawarma alright guys see ya and no we're not going to have an after credit stinger we could though I don't know what it would be <laughs> we need dramatic music good night everybody and Sam Jackson <laughs> It's over. Go home. Oh, you're expecting a teaser for Deadpool too? Well, we don't have that kind of money. We expecting Sam Jackson show up with a eye patch and a saucy little leather number? Go.